Welcome to the Seacoast Dynasty League Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we discuss the latest news in the NFL, everything that's going on in our league, and why Johnny is grumpy and hates everyone. This is the 2019 Season Podcast, Episode 5. Welcome to the Seacoast Dynasty League Podcast. This is your host, Gio Montenegro. I've got to my right, Jake Beltran, and our resident uh, Charger fan, uh, Aztec fan, pardon me. <laughs> I didn't get, get that right. right. Get it right. <laughs> uh, Johnny Garcia, welcome to the podcast. What's up, guys? How are you doing? Well, it's good to have you. Honestly, Jake, I was a, I was like, we were trying to get GK on this week, but then Johnny said he was available. I didn't believe it. Did you believe it? I didn't believe it at all. I thought, I, I honestly didn't think that we would be able to get Johnny on an episode on the ever. podcast ever, <laughs> but I'm so glad that he was available and he said, I'm down. I could do it on Saturday. Boom, I'm in. Dude, we got to do this. So, Johnny, can we ask you a couple cool questions, get the league to know you a little bit, and kind of talk a little bit of football before we talk about football? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I think you're one of the few here who has, like, played football and, and coached for a little bit as well. Um, so I, I think we'd work that in there, but also some like, your spiritual history, who you are, who is this Johnny Garcia. Johnny Garcia. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, you know, obviously, Johnny Garcia. I got baptized <laughs> May 20th, 2007. Um, I have a wife. Uh, a dog. I don't believe it, but <laughs> well, you know, I'm sorry. I guess I have to. I can't believe it sometimes. <laughs> we also she's don't nice, too. Like. Yeah. You don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's, she's beautiful. She's great. Uh, but, no, uh, and, uh, we have a cat and a dog, you know, and, and uh, we both are working, man. I do uh, sheet metal for a living. You she know. does sheet metal too. No, I, 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 <laughs> nice. I do sheet metal for a living, but she uh, she works Pier One Imports, so that doesn't mean no one gets discounts. Sorry, don't ask your wives. Don't ask no. Dang. All right, she gets uh, no discounts from no one. So. Not even me, dude. <laughs> right? Wow. Because you're I, you're I, always wow. wanting to go furniture shopping. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then, um, man, one of my best football moments. That's hard, man, because playing and then also coaching. Uh, playing wise, I'd probably. I remember, man, we were running a wean T offense in high school, and I it was a it was a a counter play that I ran because dude, you, I you played fullback or halfback? I or? played fullback slash halfback. It was a wing T, so I played on on the sides, and but sometimes I'll play fullback. But that one play, for some reason, I was in there as a wing. I think my coach thought it was someone else. And I <laughs> <laughs> so put in the good player. Oh man, yeah, we put in Johnny. Dang it. No, but it was funny because one of my Good friends on the team, man. He he pulled and got the defensive lineman and linebacker both with one Ooh. hit, and I ran for about fifty yards, fifty sixty yards before I got tackled, and it was it was it was it was, it was a cool moment. But coaching though, man, I think I want to say having to coach a a player that actually went to college. Uh, wow. uh, uh, his name was Momo. He was fantastic, fantastic running back. He he had power. He had he was agile, and man, he could hit. So yeah, I mean, those are one of my favorite moments cool so. thanks for sharing um most of us know each other and are really really close um but some of the newer guys that we've brought in they're, they're good friends but also but like we don't always like see each other we're not in the same congregations necessarily you know 
Um, and so getting to know a little bit about each other. It's interesting, just right right as you hear Johnny talking, he immediately starts talking about the type of offense they're running. He hear, he talks about his friend pulling, so he's pulling over to make the, the blocks and get up to the second level. Like, Johnny knows football. Yeah. It's, it, and I think Johnny, what I've always really liked as we see through the years, Johnny always makes really good pickups of players from the AFC West. <laughs> because Johnny you know? pays attention to the AFC West, and then he like watches preseason. He's like all that. He's like seeing things that we don't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just only does it for the AFC West. <laughs> but you know me so well because because I always had a love for the scheme that the Denver Broncos run and their running backs. I for, I just love their their zone blocking scheme and and how they they go for guys who are third fourth round who are like nobodies and end up turning turn into somebody's dude. So it's just oh. We yeah. were just talking about it right before the podcast started about like how Shanahan's such a good coach mm-hmm. like because his scheme like mm-hmm. he learned it from his dad. Yeah. D- D- Denver had it back with Mike Shanahan, right? Yep. Like and they've been running that zone that zone read. So, anywho, let's talk about actual football. Good to have you here, Johnny. We're excited to hear some feedback. Um, this year has not been what I expected. I had We had all these thoughts about what the NFL was going to be like, what fantasy was going to be like, and I got it all wrong. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Same here. So, I kind of wanted to talk about some of the crazy start to the NFL season. Like, what's something that stood out to you about uh, – about the season so far, like what you've liked, what you haven't liked, what's been crazy, kind of just whatever your thoughts are on the season so far. Uh, so pretty much it's just uh, I always thought I had one one theory about the NFL, and I thought I had it figured out. I was like, all right, I did my research. I know all my rookies. I know they're going to turn out this way, and I know all these old players are going to turn out one way. And it just goes to show that uh, in football – any given Sunday, anything can happen. It's true. So, uh, Terry McLaurin. I honestly didn't think that Terry McLaurin was going to blow up at this point. And, like, he's just over-exceeded my expectations. I thought he was going to be average. I still thought that he was going to have at least two extra seasons, two two seasons to come in and develop his, his uh, route running, his cuts, and his catches, and, you know, develop his skills as a player. And from the jump, he... He's just been going all out, like getting me really good points, and I can only see him skyrocketing ever since from from here on out. So that's just one of the, that's just one specific player that I've been um, super excited about, and that over exceeded my expectations, especially since a lot of the players that I have on my team have been kind of underwhelming. Um, the whole Antonio Brown thing. And then uh, Nikhil Harry, Harry getting injured. Right. I so, mean, man, you know, so well. exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm excited with Terry McLaurin. And then the other guy that I was excited about is Nick Bosa. I from Joey Bosa coming into the league. We saw that Joey Bosa is a beast. I only expected the same level. And I was I was given that and more, especially with the, the last game with the Niners against the Browns. Joey Bo, I mean Nick Bosa, like over exceeded all kinds of expectations. Getting, I think I'm saying he got three sacks, but stats are saying that he got two. But he got three sacks. He that had like good. six pressures in the game, though, right? Yeah, like, for I think sure. They rated him like the, the highest amount of pressures in the game all season, and yeah. that's including the Shaq Barrett game <laughs> against Carolina. And also yeah, that, that sure. uh, flag planning 
Yeah, you love that gift. Do you I see that gift? Love that. Yeah, yeah, that was love awesome. That. <laughs> that was awesome. That's what he gets though, man, for going to Nick Boza's <laughs> college basically to upset them and then to do the 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 uh, the flag planting yeah. right in the middle of their field. Yeah. He kind of he kind of deserved that. Dude, I love Baker's and response. He, just, he was like, he's like. Dude, that guy's been planning that celebration for two years. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, and it just shows. It just shows that uh, uh, players in college, when they go into the league, they don't forget. I thought that was a cool, like, kind of like personal level that he got out of it, and especially it was against uh, Baker. So I think that game really um, had an impact on him, and that's why I think it made him show out a little bit more, which I'm really glad. So. Okay, so you talked about Nick Bosa, Terry McLaurin. Let's let's kind of branch away from the from the fantasy aspect a little bit more, like like what's actually going on in the league. I don't know. Is there anything that stood out to you so far, Johnny? What stood out to me so far was Garoppolo's play, Jimmy Garoppolo, because he nice. had so much hype going in San Francisco, getting traded for the second round pick, and he has yet to produce. Last year, I mean, he got injured for trying yeah. to run out of bounds. It kind of looked like to me, <laughs> but then other people were saying that he. Was trying to take on a hit, but I mean, uh, he should have gone down weight like a few feet earlier. At but. least, man. But I mean, yeah. you can't blame him for trying to fight. I mean, you get more respect from you guys if, if no, you yeah. try to fight for yards. For sure, of course. Uh, but I mean, Garoppolo right now. I mean, there's other people too. Miami right now is tanking, and it's so mm-hmm. ridiculous to watch. I know you said I'm a Charger fan, <laughs> but I'm also a realist. <laughs> they should be one and four. The way that they're playing right now and the style that they're playing, they honestly should have lost the Indianapolis Colts game. They should have lost that. It wasn't if it wasn't for Adam Valentari's field goal kicks. Who, he missed, who, that's the one where he missed two or yeah, three. He missed. I want to say it was. Two. Was it two and I, you know what? Was it two and an extra point? I think so. Yeah. Yes. But besides that, honestly, they should have lost. They should be one and four right now. You know, and even the fact that they even let the Dolphins even hang in for <laughs> for a half. Okay, when everyone else is blowing them out is is pretty pathetic. You know, so. Mm-hmm. That's just my my thing. I mean, you could see. You could I, I we've got to talk about like what's going on in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were what were were we here? No, no, no. We were playing board games the day that the announcement came out for Andrew Luck's retirement. It was like Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. I I honestly I didn't believe it. I was like, nah, it was some troll on Twitter or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I see Shefty and Ian reporting mm-hmm. it, and I'm like, oh crap. It's, it's for legit. real. <laughs> and then I watched the the press conference, and it was like it was like sad. Yeah, yeah like hearing, right. Him, hearing him like open up about like you felt it. Yeah, yeah like is like he's like I I'm not having fun anymore. Yeah. You know, like he, he he he's not having fun playing the game anymore. And and one of the best, not like super young, but but he's in his he, he still was 30, had a long so career. He's, no, he's a long had career a super long career, man. Yeah, yeah. He's like, to walk away from the game yeah. after. We saw the Colts in the in like the final stretch of AFC uh, divisional. divisional, divisional, yeah, against Kansas City last season. For him to walk away from the game, you know, Indianapolis would have every excuse to say we just lost a franchise quarterback that we've invested a ton of money into, and, and mm-hmm. they let they let Luck keep the money. Like, and for him to walk away, and they could say, "All right, well, we're screwed. You know, it's a lost season. Everybody go home. Doesn't matter. Uh, we lost our quarterback down in the dumps. You know, like Washington or Miami." Mm-hmm. But no, they plugged in Jacoby Brissett. Have one of the best O lines in football. Darius Leonard has only played what one game all season, and their mm-hmm. defense is still top ten. Yeah, like uh, yeah. Indianapolis. Like the way that Chris Ballard has built that team, man, I have mad respect for that guy. Yeah. I, I don't know. Chris Ballard's one of my favorite people in the NFL right now. Like no, I, he, I love he, him as a GM. Yeah, he took over that team, dude. And he, what he did, especially getting Jacoby Brissett 
first of all, and then building that offensive line. Finally hitting on good offense. They haven't had a good offensive line since Jeff Saturday. That was and even like what, like five, six years ago, seven years ago? More God, than more that, dude. Now, right? Johnny, you're getting old. <laughs> 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 like honestly, because what most of Peyton's years, they didn't have a great line. No, yeah, yeah, at all. yeah. yeah. And Peyton helped him out a lot. I mean, I, it, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing so what Peyton did. For them to build that line the way they have, for them to to invest on the defensive yeah. line in, in in getting the right players on defense, and their secondary's been balling out. Don't forget Marlon like, Mack. Marlon like, Mack has oh, done enough. Marlon yes. Mack has done enough to help that offense go. All right, hot take. I don't think Marlon Mack's good. Oh, really? Man. I he's think not. He's he's not good, but he he fits the mold of their offense oh, and, what, and helps. Them. I think he's legit. I really I, do I, I agree. I think, I think Chris Ballard is going to take one of the 2020 backs because oh, I, yeah. I think I think that Marlon Mack so like is getting so much more praise than he deserves because he's making good runs. Don't don't get me wrong. Like he's playing well, but dang that offensive line is playing really well. They mm-hmm. they're all they they stick to their assignments. They play well. You see multiple plays, and I'm not talking just Quentin Nelson, who's who's a monster at left guard, right? But guys across the line, they take one. They, they'll take their D line, and they're in. They're already pushing to the next level. Like they're getting two guys before Mac is hit. Mm-hmm. I, I think I don't have the stats in front of me because I'm just talking on my butt right now. <laughs> but he's he's what I think second or third in the NFL, like with most yards before he's getting contacted. So like he's getting space before he's getting hit, and 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 you know yeah. if he keeps yeah. getting those chances. Mm-hmm. Plus, honestly, I think teams. Like thought, oh, we can just we can just you know sit on them, stack the box, stack the box, and sit on them. But Jacoby's not letting them. He, I mean, he's not playing like a top ten quarterback, but he's not playing like Josh Rosen. Yeah, yeah, he's (laughs) doing enough within their offense to help them win. He's not making the mistakes. He's he was he was Drew Brees before he went to Saint uh, 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 New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Drew Drew Brees when he was at San Diego. He was a great manager because he didn't have to do much. He had LT back there. He had Lorenzo Neal. He had a good line. Yeah, he had a great offensive line. So he didn't have to do much. He was just had to be Nick. Nick Carter said this interesting on on the radio was that if Drew Brees would have resigned with the Chargers, he would not be a Hall of Fame because that offense. <laughs> no, because yeah, the no, offense yeah, the went to LT. Yep. Yeah. It was a different offense. Once he mm-hmm. went to with Sean Payton into New Orleans, they changed the offense to to they let to him. match Drew Brees skills yeah you know and they got the players to match his skills so you know goes from there at miami i mean man miami was this close to signing drew Brees, this close really? imagine, imagine yes. miami well, was imagine this, this close, close to signing drew Brees and this close to signing teddy bridgewater <laughs> this <laughs> right. like two years ago right yeah and now they have to watch drew Brees have a hall of fame career and teddy bridgewater yeah. step in and do well and yeah. and nick nick saban actually was he was a big big um he really wanted drew Brees. he really wanted drew Brees, but the doctors because it was right after he got hurt in the Kansas City game when the Chargers let him play for some reason in a dead season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got hurt, and their team doctor said that he would never be able to play football again. Wow. And yeah, he, he goes to New Orleans and does does what he do. It was great. Yeah, man. Before we before we move on, I did want to mention something. Um, Jake, you mentioned you mentioned Odell Beckham. Um, you were talking about Baker Mayfield. I and I wanted to talk about the whole Cleveland offense because <laughs> we all. Like walked into the season looking at Chubb, Landry, and Joku, Baker, who was Odell, like hot, yeah. and Odell with a defense that that got Olivier Vernon, Miles Garrett. We thought, I mean, they were the darlings of the NFL. Everybody was already what 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 Delaney Walker say before Week One that they're crowning them like offseason champions, like and nobody's having seen them play yet. Yeah, and then we saw them play and. Man. 
outside of a of a pretty of a pretty good week against Baltimore, they've looked ugly. Yeah, like I agree. Baker's running for his life. He's holding on to the ball. Their offense looks stagnant. They're I mean, honestly, so far the best part of the Browns. I don't know if you guys keep up with special teams like I do, but their freaking seventh round pick, their punter is amazing. Yeah, he's so good. I, I he's playing Pro Bowl level. Like he's so good. But it's also because he's punting like six or seven yeah. times a game. Um, but the way he positions the ball after with dude, the punt yeah. is really good. It's surprisingly good. Plus, he's like super beefy yeah. and like, <laughs> like all cut up. Much. Anywho, I, I did want to bring out this little interesting stat, though. Um, because a lot of people are, are like seeing the games and they're talking about how like, oh, well, Baker, the O-line sucks. And it does. The O-line is garbage. <laughs> Greg Robinson's a turnstile yeah. on, uh, on, yeah. on yeah. left tackle. Oh, yeah. But interestingly enough, in Baker's run last year, where he looked amazing and we were crowning him like the next young MVP or something like that, mm-hmm. he had about 2.5 seconds, 7 seconds to throw before he was getting pressured, which put him at 13th in the league, right about in the middle of the league. This year, no matter how bad that offensive line has been, he's averaging 2.72 seconds per pass, mm-hmm. which is sixth best in the NFL. And their offense is still this bad. I think he's trying to do too much. I don't know if it's the pressure of like living up to what they did last year or or what. Like he was so good in 2018, like rolling out, scrambling, breaking the tackle, and like making a huge throw downfield and making the crowd go wild and 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 living everybody up. But this season, he's trying to do the same thing, and because of it, he's getting hit. He's getting tackled. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not completing the passes, getting picked off. You know, I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I don't, I don't see this changing really for Cleveland's offense this year. I, I think it's got to be like a, a shift in, in, I don't know, coaching or Breaker's mentality or something. I, I don't see it as something that's going to get fixed towards the end of the season. But I may be wrong. Yeah, I feel, I feel the same way. I feel like it's a little bit of both of uh, just a coaching style probably needs to change up. Uh, play scheme probably needs to change up on that, and then also I think I I really do think that it's, it's it's mental. It's it's the mentality of of Baker, and I feel like Baker has been getting so much pressure of uh, living up to this to this hype uh, during the off season, and then on top of it, everybody's always saying every everybody was saying that with all these weapons, Nick Chubb, Odell, Jarvis Landry, and Joku, that the Browns were sweeping the the season they were they were excited about it and i think that's what's getting to his head is that um uh, you know uh each game odell's getting double covered and he's gotta he's gotta make those accurate passes to to odell especially with that double coverage he's gotta thread the needle and it's just it's just not happening odell's dropping passes and (laughs) the the passes are not as as good as they should be in order for that kind of coverage and he's having to rely on, uh, you know, dropping it to Jarvis Landry or try to just pass it off to Nick Chubb and have Nick Chubb try to scrape whatever he can get. And um, I just I think that it's it's getting to Baker's head and he's just he's being a little bit overwhelmed. So I think it's also his mentality, the coaching, and then also need to work on chemistry as well. So try to yeah, probably get because that one on one. Baker didn't play any preseason, so they they, yeah. they they still haven't developed a rapport, and they're trying to do it like in game. Exactly. So try to get that one on one with with Odell, at least in my opinion. No, that's a good point, I and mean, also too, you have to realize the game that they played against Baltimore was probably Baker's best game so far this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They relied on Nick Chubb. 
It's, like, it's true. It's true. Like, Chubb, he was the one who won the game for him. It was because exactly, they committed to the run. Exactly. And look, you saw what the run can do. I mean, yeah, it's a pass-happy league now, but you saw what the run can do, especially this last Monday night with the 49ers. Garoppolo looked decent. Mm-hmm. He looked really good, but there's a reason why, because both his running backs were over 100 or 150 yeah. yards, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. So, you know, when, when you rely on the run and the run – helps out so much when you have a running back who can get you those five or six yards, even break off 10, 15 yards every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And then you could throw over because the box starts to get stacked with nine, 10 players. Safety starts scooting in a little more. Then you have the, the weapons like Landry and you have the weapons like Odell Beckham could easily beat one-on-one. Yeah. Easily beat one-on-one. Yeah. And then, I mean, that Baltimore game was his defining moment, especially after what Rex Ryan ta- talked about. Mm-hmm. This and him saying that he was a one-read quarterback. <laughs> but but you can't you can't blame Rex Ryan for saying that because look no, at this game yeah, besides yeah. Baltimore. I mean, especially this last past Monday night. I, I was trying to watch him, and he didn't look like he was reading much. He was reading the right side majority of the time from what I saw. He's a right-handed quarterback, which is mm-hmm. easier to do. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're – Constantly reading the right side defenses, especially in the NFL, man, when everyone's they so catch quick. that quick, yeah, and they adjust that so quick. And and to think, like, it's funny because like Sherman almost plays predominantly right side, right? Like mm-hmm. he he doesn't move over, he doesn't follow anybody. So so like to try and be making those reads, like instead of switching to the open guy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's that's something that he actually did well in the Baltimore game. Like Marlon yeah. Marlon was Marlon Humphrey, the cornerback for. Uh, for Baltimore, Baltimore. Baltimore. He, he was he was manning up with Odell wherever he went across the field and Landry had a huge game because mm-hmm. because Baker wasn't just sticking to that read he was he was looking for the other guy and I don't know if it's just because he felt like he had time or he felt more confident or or like was it because they were fired up for that game or something mm-hmm. like who knows I I don't know I I thought Baker was going to be really good and I didn't believe in Kyler Murray and it's interesting to see Kyler Murray having success and, and Baker struggling so much. Yeah, I mean, maybe that changes after teams get tape on Kyler. You know, you see the next year of the offense or something like that. But, like, I, I, I feel like I need to step back a little bit and not be as hot takey, you know, you know, like, <laughs> just because you can't just react fast enough because D coordinators get paid a lot of money to, yeah, no, to, yeah. to do their jobs, you know, and, and, and so do these defensive players. And what Kyler's finding out is that he's not as fast as he was. Kyler is still pretty fast. Watching him a couple of times run out, he was still pretty fast, you know, but still. I mean, but he's not have, breaking runs. Like, no, he's having to just hit the sideline yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> the NFL linebackers, they're, they're fast. They're, <laughs> they're fast, man. <laughs> yeah, even they're even fast, like the D linemen. Anywho, let's talk about our league, the Seacoast Dynasty League. Um, I have a couple notes here, but I, but I kind of wanted to just jump around like with four major things. Um, we've had good trades, we've had bad trades, we've had good pickups, and we've had some bad drops um, so far uh, in the league. And so I kind of wanted to just go around a little bit round table. We'll go to each one of us and say like, hey, which trade stuck out to you as man that ended up being a really good trade, or uh, he shouldn't have done that. That was a bad trade. Like I, I know it's only a few weeks into the season. But we can already have a little bit of hindsight, you know. Like if I went back right now to to, to May, would I still take Paris Campbell and Debo Samuel? No. Part of the reason I took Paris Campbell so high was because I believed Andrew Luck was gonna have a huge long career. Exactly. You know, yeah, like yeah, would yeah. I would I make the same picks? You know, would I make the same trades? I don't know. So like in hindsight, right now, who's done really well? Who's done badly? And, and we don't talk about it as much, but I think free agency ha- has a real effect. Because the the really top teams, it's not just their offense that's carrying them. 
like it's their defense that that's consistently putting up points like because not all of our offensive players are always going to boom yeah, you yeah, know exactly frankly yeah, mine yeah. haven't boomed <laughs> this season yeah. you know i have a couple but, here and there but not you know but when you can consistently rely on that defense like as a whole unit to score you maybe 80 90 points a game that keeps you that yeah, keeps it that close keeps, it helps, yeah. and it helps push those scores up keeps you alive. so which pickups? Because generally they're on defense. Although there there has been one, one or two really good offensive pickups as well. Which pickups and drops were the worst or best for you guys this season? Why don't we start with the pickups and drops, and then we'll get into like the meat of it, the trades, the better the better portion. Um, any pickups that really stood out to you as like as a really good pickup this year? It's hard. It's hard because it's so hard with our league because we sixteen deep. And to try to find that one free agent, you know, I I got fortunate enough to get Tyreek Hill a long time ago off free agency. And Ryan got you know, Philip Lindsay. Like, they, those yeah, guys are yeah, out there. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. got to get them. There. But it's so hard in this league, man, because everyone's on it. Yeah, <laughs> really, exactly. Everyone's on everyone's it. It's on hard, it. man. Johnny's like, come on, guys, take a day off. Let's <laughs> yeah, go pick somebody up. Exactly. Yes, man. I tried to, man. But yeah, it's yeah. just everyone. And plus, I kind of spent all my fab on, on – on, uh, um, on um, what you call it? On my uh, uh free agent pickups. Who'd you get? Defense. Brian Burns. Brian Burns. Uh, Brian. Yeah, Brian Burns. Brett Burns. Oh, nice pickup. See, that's good. Uh, yeah, I'll, no, I'll no, put no. that up there. One yeah, of the yeah. best of the season. Oh, he's playing well. Like Dude, yeah, he's, he's playing good. so well. Rookie of the month so far, and he's beasting it right now. He really is. Lone he's, bright spot in Carolina. Outside. I mean, outside, outside of like of, Luke Keekley or something. And know. well, Luke Keekley and also Christian McCaffrey. But anyway, that's that's on the offense. I I think Christian McCaffrey's on steroids. No way. That's, <laughs> I think he's, that dude's crazy, man. No, but I think he's a second coming of Damian Thomas, and he could catch, he, run, block, he could do everything. I, I, I swear he's got some like the Bane serum, like sitting <laughs> in, sitting in his locker yeah, or something. Yeah, but he, also, he has also, to be juicing on something. Dude. Also, what the biggest pickup is was, was uh, I believe it was Arturo, right? Picking up Shaq Barrett. Ooh, yeah. Shaq Barrett. I mean, who would have thought? We talked about it a little bit earlier. Who would have thought that this guy would get nine sacks in in four, first four games? Wow. Five yeah. games. So, it's. I mean, this guy is, is a beast in it. Right? We haven't even seen him play this week yet, right? This week? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's who's their game this week? I don't remember. Okay. Oh, they're, back, they're back against Carolina. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll see. That's where he got four sacks, right? He got the four sacks yeah, in the one against game against Carolina. Let's <laughs> see if he does it. Because this time Cam's not in. It's Kyle Allen. So, it's a little bit more mobile. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a little yeah. bit less mobile quarterback yeah. than Cam. So, that's crazy. Sack leader in the NFL coming off free agency in yeah. our league. Um, what about you, Jake? Any any pickups that stood out to you as a good pickup? Um, You're allowed to talk about yourself too if you want to. I mean, like I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really, I don't really like monitor everybody else's uh, transactions, so I don't really kind of keep track of that. That that's a whole lot of information. <laughs> uh, but just me personally, ever since I got the, since I did the Devin White trade with uh, Chris, good uh, trade by the way. Devin White has been injured or yeah. he's been he's he's just been off and on he hasn't been consistent I think so he's i yet. did um basically just handcuff it and did his his uh backup which is kevin minter <laughs> and every time devin white's out kevin minter's in kevin minter shows out like he shows out he comes in and he scores at least the same amount of points as devin white would if not more <laughs> i've seen a couple games where uh, Minter gets like over like 15 points and I'm just like dang <laughs> so I thought I mean that was not I'm not saying that's a good pickup but I'm just saying since Devin White you know has been kind of inconsistent I had to handcuff that because I, I know I believe in Devin White and I believe he's legit oh, he's great his skill is is there 
but he just needs to, you know, kind of stay healthy, be a little bit more consistent. But uh, so, yeah, I had to handcuff that. It's funny. With with IDP, sometimes, like, you don't want the best defenders. Like, sometimes you want somebody like Kevin Minter, because Kevin Minter is not a good player. No, it's yeah, funny. Yeah, you yeah. see, like, opposing quarterbacks are targeting him with the running back and the tight end because he's slow. But so he makes a tackle. Like, he lets the guy gain seven or eight yards, but he makes a tackle yeah. because, like, they're targeting him yeah. or they're running at him. Mm-hmm. And so so he, so he makes the plays. I, I actually want to say I, I loved your pickup. I'm going to go ahead and put one of my best pickups and best drops at the same time – or worst drops at the same time because – but I picked up Gardner Minshew for Emilio when I was managing his team. Emilio dropped Gardner Minshew. Yes. Jake said, yoink. Yeah. <laughs> I picked him up immediately. And I hate after. you for that because I wanted him, but I didn't have enough money to pick. Oh, man. Because like, yeah. I figured yeah, people no. would pick him up right after Nick Foles got hurt. And... Right. Have you guys been watching Gardner Minshew? Oh, he's a like, beast. He's a beast. Red Zone is amazing. So I'm going to take my login right now after the podcast <laughs> and then he can be watching it on Sunday. Yeah. I, I added the second account so you can watch it. <laughs> But, I mean, watching Gardner Minshew, what he's done so far. I mean, why why even have Nick Foles come back? He's yeah. Baker from last year. And he's then also, that's what he's what's doing. helping yeah. Gardner right now is uh, is Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette's finally showing up to where he needs to be. Now, I don't Bro, know about Fournette's playing like garbage. No, no, no. I don't know, man. He's doing the most he can to help out. Trust me. Trust me. Gardner Minshew is a healthy, benefit. right? He's, yeah, he's, he's healthy. He's so that's, a, that's the difference. At least he's playing He's, he's playing game, but he's, playing he's, he's doing what he needs to do yeah. on that offense to help out. They have uh, uh, right. uh, up can and coming. Oh, sorry. Can we, can we argue? No, no, no. Can we argue? Because yeah, yeah. I completely disagree. I think Leonard Fournette is playing badly. He's not. He's Well, I'm going to listen to your point first. Before well, I, 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 okay. From from the fancy fancy standpoint. I, I don't care I, about fantasy. I, I, I'm talking I, I, about I NFL. Get, I think he's playing badly no, NFL I status. think he's doing enough to make sure that they're not going to be playing from, from behind. Their, their, their defense is an up-and-coming defense, man, especially with Miles Jackets and also the guy they picked up uh, in the draft this year. What's his name? I picked him up. Josh Allen? Early. Josh Allen, there you go. He's been playing so well. They're doing enough of them with Gardner uh, Minshew, and then you having that running back could give you those tough yards, three, four mm-hmm. yards dude, yeah. at a time. Dude, trust me, it, that helps out so much, especially a young rookie quarterback who more likely the defense are stacking the box, mm-hmm. bringing in their safeties and the outside corners are playing man to man. Yeah, dude, it helps that, that, that chart so getting that one on, and chart exploiting that. Yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Why even have Nick Foles back? Yeah, I don't. I, at this point, I don't think I don't think Nick Foles is on their mind at this point. I no, no, and who would have thought a guy from a Mike Leach offense? Mike Leach, dude, is known for having quarterbacks who have never succeeded in the NFL because of their system in college when he was in Texas Tech. Now he's, I believe, in Washington State, I believe. Um, they've never succeeded at all. Mm-hmm. They're the same thing as the Hawaii quarterbacks. Hawaii quarterbacks yeah. have done so well in college, but when it comes to the pros, they never did nothing because their system is so weak, I guess yeah, you could yeah. say, if you try to transfer that to the NFL yeah. in college. But it's... Gardner Minshew is amazing. I'm, I'm like I said, I hate you for picking him up. Yeah, I wish I had more. <laughs> hash, I had Dude, more fab, but so so I have to ask: Is that, is, the, is was the mustache that you have right now, Jake, before Gardner <laughs> Minshew or after? Uh, <laughs> it was a little bit both. <laughs> uh, after after picking up Gardner Minshew, it inspired me to bring it back. Bring, bring it back. Bring back the mustache. Okay, so I do want. I do just. I just have to throw it in there. I I don't know if it's Fournette playing bad or the play calling bad, but they are not running good. Like you look at like something like what Shanahan's calling for the 49ers yeah. or, or, or even um, like, I don't want to say it like that, but even like Skarnecchia's O-line the, and, and their scheme in new England, like those teams are running well and they have decent backs. I think Fournette is a talented back, but I think he's a, a big bruiser back mm-hmm. that's playing like a small fleet footed back. 
he is getting well i think one out of four um of his of his runs are getting stuffed behind the line of scrimmage so is that his fault is that the o-line's fault because when i watch i see him i see him dancing and i and to me fournette's not a dancer no, like, he's a bruiser. Yeah, like i, I, I want to see him just put his shoulder down get two yards with his body yeah. and second down you know um he's also he, the highest or second highest used running back in the nfl behind christian mccaffrey so fournette right now is getting 87 percent of the touches for his team wow so like they're not using another running back, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he's getting production, and and, I, and I'm not saying that he's bad because I actually like I th- I think he's doing much better than I anticipated. I thought he was going to be bad this year, but I don't know if they need like a new OC, a new a new offensive line coach or something because I think Fournette could be so much better. Like I think Fournette could be like Jamal Lewis of old or something yeah, like that. Yeah. He he could be having like 200 yards per game. Because we see it like in the Tennessee game when he busts off that 67-yard run. You know, he's got wheels for a big guy. You know, he it was his 45-yard run this past week that like helped make the game for them um, against Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he could be doing more. Uh, maybe, maybe, that, maybe I guess that's what it is. Like I think he could be doing more. So what I see him doing, to me, it's not enough. Do you think it's like, because of the – or do you think it's, it's him trying to be more um, – Health conscientious, like that's a good point. Oh, that's a good sport. point. That's so a good I don't, point right I don't. I mean, <laughs> that could like be he's never played a full season, so you know he's like, I mean? I'm not gonna so, get hurt. So this maybe year. he's not trying to be that bruiser aspect as much because I mean, it, it probably wears his body down even more, or prematurely. So I don't know. I mean, I, that could be an aspect as to why he's switching it up. Either him. Or maybe it's the coaching staff that's telling don't him want him to get to, hurt to, to switch it up. Seacoast Dynasty League right here podcast dropping knowledge bombs on you. Look at that, <laughs> Jake with the insight into the thinking of an NFL player. He's like, I gotta get paid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't have a rap career yeah, like yeah. Le'Veon Bell, so <laughs> yeah, seriously, I, I, I can't get hurt. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, those are some of the good pickups and drops. I, I love picking up Minshew. Um, I have to give mad props to a couple to a couple people for some pickups. Um, Logan Ryan, this, the cornerback from Jesus, I think it was Tony who dropped him. I'm pretty sure I, I didn't check my notes, but Tony, he was dropped in the off season and Logan Ryan's been a top 10 cornerback every, every season he's been in Tennessee because Tennessee quarterbacks, I don't know if it's their stat crew or the, the scheme they play, mm-hmm. but they play like, they always get rack up tackles. So I've always liked the Dory Jackson or something like that, even though he's bad, but Logan Ryan right now is like the number two rated cornerback in the league in fantasy points. And Jesus oh, wow. just picked him up for a dollar, a free agency. Wow. So that foresight to nice. pick him up, I think it was, it was like in, in way in the offseason. It wasn't like at the beginning of the season either. It was, it was early. Oh. He, he went and got a good player. So That's great smart. pickup right there. Um, I do also have to say, in Giancarlo, despite his horrible season, is going to make my list twice. One for pickup, one for trade. Um, but for pickup, he got Tony Pollard. Now, Tony Pollard's had his moments, but to have the true solid handcuff to Ezekiel Elliott uh-huh. – a player that in some other leagues that I was in went in the second or third round as a, as a free agent for Giancarlo to pick him up. Great pickup. Yeah. E- even if it's, even if Tony, Tony Pollard doesn't play at all, just to have that handcuff in that explosive offense that we saw what Tony Pollard did. He's had like two games where he's, where he's close to a hundred yards. So great pickup GK. Good job. Sm- smart thinking. Granted, you do always pick up Cowboys, but, yeah, but true. good pickup nonetheless. Right. But it is smart, especially yeah, it right now. Smart. I mean, that offense—if if that running game isn't isn't on point, then 
Dak Prescott's horrible, but they 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 when they to, run good yeah. when they run good with Tony Pollard and then also you have Zeke Zeke Elliott right there as the two headed beast right there mm-hmm. that that offense is going to do some damage. All right, cool. Well, nice talking about the 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 Dallas offense. What have been some of the worst trades that you guys think? Like in retrospect, which trade do you, would you really want to call somebody out on? Like, man, what were you doing? Were there any that stick out to you? Um, the only thing was oh. I would say, I'm just saying, based off of hindsight, I think Jesus would probably agree with me. Is the is the trade with him and Allen where he trades away um, uh, T.Y. Uh, Hilton Ooh. for I forgot. All um, I know is that it's just Nelson Aguilar, Marquise Lee. Not, they both suck. Uh, but he got something Darryl, else good. He got a sec- oh, Darrell Henderson and, and a second. Second and a third, I think, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice that he got those picks, uh, but the players, I just I think they're just – they're all – Dud, 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 yeah. uh, in my opinion. And then at this point, I, I do – I mean, I see the, the understanding behind it because my prediction was the same thing, that T.Y. wasn't – you know, T.Y. was going to go down in production be just because of the Andrew Luck thing and, and uh, Jacoby Brissett was coming in. And I didn't think Jacoby Brissett was going to, you know, do anything for that offense. Um, but now I think Jesus is kind of like kicking himself in the butt with that and kind of wishes that – he kept T.Y. Yeah, so T.Y.'s, T.Y.'s actually, having a good season. Yeah, T.Y.'s Crazy. having a good season. He's having a real good season. So that's just that's one trade that I think, in hindsight, he probably shouldn't have done that. Th- Thanos once again flexes his muscles, <laughs> and he's like, exactly. hey, give it's, me the good players. Exactly. I remember the chat. I called it. I remember I called it, and I think his, uh, someone else called it too. I forget, <laughs> but we both said, whoever it was, I forget, but Jacoby was going to have a better year than what he had when he started before because – Better offensive line, better running game, more better weapons. coach too. Frank better Reich coach. is better, yeah. Wait, well, who would have thought, dude? Coming from the Chargers and everything as an offensive coordinator, I think that was more so Mike McCoy's call on anything because Frank Wright, when he was here as OC, did mm-hmm. man each running. It used to get me frustrated because each running call used to be just a stupid draw, <laughs> with no creativity, no hey, no pulling he, guards. It was all zone blocking, zone blocking with the draw, and it was like, come on, dude. I mean, NFL teams are way. It's not high school teams you're playing. It's NFL yeah. teams. Dude. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They're gonna adapt to that. He's learned though. Look, look. I mean, he. No, I, yeah. I, I think Doug Peterson gets too much credit. I think Frank Wright is one of the big reasons why Philly won won the Super Bowl that year because like running those two tight end sets and. and and he was making the right play calls against against the New England, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and now he got his own job and gig, and he, he's killing it. Johnny's mashing on a piece of pizza right now, so that's why he's not talking. <laughs> if you guys don't hear him. That was in his he was face. like right in the middle of a point, and then he's like, ah, "I gotta get this, <laughs> gotta get these olives in my mouth." Um, so I I actually agree with you. I I, I hate to like tack on to Jesus, but that trade gets even. Worse when you remember that it was Nick Chubb that Jesus traded for Hilton to then trade away Hilton and get Marquise Lee and Nelson Aguilar, which are nothing. nothing. Daryl Henderson, not saying that we called it, but saying that he was not a good running back. Uh, Maybe he is, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, The Rams' offense is is worse in general, but also Henderson's not getting touches. Like, Malcolm Brown is the handcuff to own. I think that's what that's what Tony, me, and you all yeah. said on the podcast yeah, that week. Like exactly. Henderson's not that good, and has and Allen saw it. Allen just said, "Okay, I'm getting out. Get myself a stud receiver for the year," and he's done it. So uh, that I, I agree with you. That's a, that, it's not the trade I had in mind as one of the worst ones, but in hindsight, I think that's a trade that Jesus would want back. Probably gives him an extra win or two with T.Y. Hilton's for sure. Yeah, season. Any trades that stuck out to you as as a not good one? 
It's hard to keep up with all the trades. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, you guys uh, don't just memorize every single trade in everybody's rosters? Nope. They ain't got that. I want to say, on, personally, <laughs> personally, what I feel is I hate anyone who trades with you. What? Because <laughs> I hate you. Honestly? <laughs> hey, bro, you know that you traded with me twice, right? I shut up. <laughs> oh, my hey, God. And both those trades so far have worked out for you and not for me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But anywho, I mean, I want to say, uh, I know you, you kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but, you know, the Jesus trade with Allen with the involving Stefan Diggs. Bro, you're going to take my you're gonna I did. My, I did. My thing I did. Just because you don't have notes? You don't steal my notes? Honestly, but you talked about it, though, and it's true because that offense is horrible. Besides so we haven't, we haven't talked about it yet, by the way. We're talking about the T.Y. Hilton, Nick Chubb trade. Just throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Just housekeeping right here. But Stefan Diggs, man, for what he's doing now, Nothing. And that offense, yeah, nothing. I mean, you got Kirk Cousins back there, which is doing nothing. You know, besides the last game, which he finally got called out. I mean, out it was, for it was the Giants though. Like uh, the Giants have one of the worst pass D's in the NFL. But then also too, you got to remember that they're they're now the new OC. Uh, Stefanski. No. Yep, Kevin Stefanski is the OC. No, in, well, no, who's their who's their offensive uh, uh, coordinator? No, in Minnesota. It's not Steph. It's, it's not, Kevin Stefanski. But yeah. he was no, no, the, the Kubiak's also there, but Kubiak, you, but Kubiak's there as an offensive assistant. But the offensive assistant has installed those zone running plays. Yeah, for sure. He's done for well for when he was with the Texans and also when he was with the Broncos. It's funny. But but like that's one of the reasons I bought into Dalvin Cook because Stefanski took over in the last four weeks uh, of the season last year. And you look at Dalvin Cook's last four weeks of the season last year, he was amazing. So and that was like, all right, Stefanski's staying. Their O line got better with Garrett Bradbury coming coming in the first round. So I was like, gotta get in that on that Dalvin Mm -hmm. Cook train. Mm -hmm. You know, and they've showed it. And they've gotten away from throwing to those receivers. Yeah. So Johnny stole my note. I, I had as worst trade that ha- that Jesus traded away a 2019-1-7, the 2019-1-14, and Mikey's 2021 and $20 fab to Allen in exchange for Stephon Diggs. Now, those two draft picks haven't turned into much. Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown, who's shown... But the other one was Daryl Henderson, who now is actually back on, on Jesus' team. Yeah. But that 2021st, like, 2021st are gold. I mean, even though it's Mikey. And, and Stefan Diggs is a super talented player. But he's, he's not in not an there. offense where he where he's going to get the touches. And right now this offense is relying on Dalvin Cook. And then also, sadly, but I mean, Adam Thielen. Yeah. But I mean, man, that offense with Dalvin Cook, and then you have – uh, his running back, his uh, his uh, backup, yeah, Alexander Madison. Madison. Yes, Madison. man. I yeah. mean, watching him last year at Boise State playing against the Aztecs, man, he won the game for Boise State. He is he is an, uh, an amazing running back that's going to do really well, especially in that scheme. Yeah. Like when we, he can just that one cut and go, one like thing, see the hole and go. One thing I loved about the zone is that I never ran the zone when I was in high school, but I remember coaching it a little bit, and and it's beautiful because it lets the running back choose the hole. Mm-hmm. You know. There's no assignment football. It's not hat to hat. It's still kind of technically hat to hat, but what it is, is basically offensive line have their zone to block. They can either they can either uh, uh, down block. They could pull out. They could do anything they can to help the running back get that certain hole in in the specific back, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that running right? back will end up just finding that hole. It's 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 quick, and especially in the NFL, it's so quick. But it's benefits the running back so well because it helps him see the hole better and then hit it. It lets him like use his instinct instead yeah. of like having to like, oh, this is the play I need to run. I need to run left, you know, or I have to run the the the, the toss out or something like that, or or I'm, I have to run behind the guard because I'm running a power yeah. or something like. Yeah, yeah. It lets him use his instinct, and, and man, Dalvin Cook's got a hard cut, and Madison 
is look just as good. Yeah. You know, yeah. behind him. Yeah, I wish exactly. it was someone else because I have him in another league. <laughs> <laughs> but oh well. I mean, I mean I'll trade him to you. <laughs> No. Uh, to 2021 no. first. No, oh gosh. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna. So I have to say that that's one of the traits. If if we say okay, we ragged on Jesus too much, I'm not gonna say that that was the worst trade. Uh, I'm actually gonna call myself out because with AJ Green probably missing another two weeks, three weeks maybe. Oh, thank you for and, that. By the way, and Kenyon Drake doing nothing. Thank you for that. And uh, then realizing I could have had Marquise Brown. Yeah. <laughs> who. Despite like a couple Ooh. up and down weeks, because that's just going to be that's that's his For role rookie, as a speedster. Yeah. He's already shown in the NFL, like, hey, he can beat coverage. He's fast. Come on, Marquise Brown. Yes, because yeah. like yeah. oh. that's who you got with the yes, pick that I traded to you. For. <laughs> so, so he's so fast. And you know the funny thing is, that can, can we say that we started this segment with Johnny saying that he hates people who trade with? I him? know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the thing was, I was this close. I was this close in picking Catamari in that pick. Picking who? Really? Kyler Murray at this at that, at that, at that position. Ooh, it's not yes. bad. Wow. Still not, a not bad, pick. bad, but you know what, dude? I needed a quarterback. <laughs> you know, I had two. Right, uh, man, I needed a, uh, a receiver. I had two quarterbacks already. Yeah. You know, I would have just been a leisure pick than anything else. Hey, you're but, so glad that you picked oh, them. Oh, so <laughs> glad, so glad, because now I have a little bit more depth, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially since Tyreek Hill has been out for the last two, uh, four weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's actually helped. Cool. So I, I I think there's been some good pickups, some some better pickups. Some bad drops and some some trades. I mean, in hindsight, everything's clear, so yeah, I can't yeah, say that, that anybody made a bad decision when they made it. Yeah. But but you gotta like have some of that foresight to try and see like, should should I have realized? Hey, you know, maybe AJ Green's at the tail end of his career. These injuries are starting to pile up. You know, Kenyon Drake's in a bad Patriots. team. You know, Dumb. I don't know. Patriots. We'll we'll yeah. see. You know, or or you know what we think. But but all of that just comes as part of being an owner. Um, before we walk away from this, I, I do have to say I, I do regret a certain trade. So it was a bad trade for me and a great trade for the person who got it. I did not believe Amari Cooper was going to be this. All right. I, I thought he was going to stay yeah. his inconsistent boomer bust. Uh, we even talked about it here on the podcast with Francisco. We yeah. looked at his game splits, Same like thing. how some weeks he's great. Some weeks he's bad, except for he's not, he's been every week this season. He's been good, good. or great. Yeah. Like, I, I did not think this Kellen Kellen it was Kellen Moore right who's the who's calling the plays over there in in uh, in Dallas and like Dallas, yeah. he's letting Dak just throw the ball chuck it up and, and Cooper's showing that route running yeah. those hands and I don't know if it's mental like that they trust him that they're gonna feed him the ball so like he knows if he drops it he's still gonna get another pass mm-hmm. so that means makes him not drop it <laughs> when when he has a chance so GK amazing trade you got a receiver. That right now you could sell for three or four first round picks, oh, yeah. and you got him for two for sure. So like you got him for two first round picks, and now you can sell him for double that or, or or more. Like, well done. I I didn't believe, and I was wrong. Um, speaking about being a good owner, like because all all these players that we've talked about right now, good drops, bad drops, good trades, bad trades. I think these were all good owners because these are all owners who are trying. Yeah. And, and that's part of what happens. Like, sometimes you don't make the right call. Sometimes you don't make the right pickup. Sometimes you don't. You know, it happens. But all of that is part of being a dynasty owner. Now, a few weeks ago in the chat, in the group chat, you know, we had the we had the big old uh, kerfuffle. kerfuffle. I don't know what you really got. You like, you like that word? I like that word. I like um, that word. That was deep. And John, Johnny, Johnny <laughs> over here calling conspiracy, shouting that, that, that he wants to have his win given back to him. I still think that. Um <laughs> Because for a couple weeks, I, I assisted in managing 
Emilio's team. I was afraid uh, of putting an, a new owner in the same position that we put someone like Francisco in. Uh -huh. and, and, I mean, yeah, a little too late. But I, I'm so glad that we had an owner like Francisco come in to take over that team. Because Jesse had abandoned that team for a year, basically. Yeah. And Jesse, by the way. And, and nobody had done <laughs> no, anything. Because I got his first round pick against Saquon Barkley. <laughs> so thank yeah. you. So, yeah. like something, so, yeah. so something yeah. like that, like, that put Francisco in a hole. Which he's climbing out of much faster than anybody anticipated. Yeah, you know, yeah, But it's course. because he's a good owner. But like that sucks that he has to be in that hole. Yeah, he like has to start having out to that way. yeah that he has yeah. to start out the way. He's the best guy to do it, and I'm and I'm glad. Um, but I didn't want to have to put some, now now that I learned from that and I saw, like somebody else have to go through that. Um, I didn't want to put somebody else in that same in that same, that same place, situation. you know. Yeah, yeah and, yeah. and so I love Emilio. He's, he's my brother. He's my friend, and, and I think he's been a great part of the league. Yeah, but. I I never feel like he's a fully committed owner. That may be that may be wrong. So that's that's my thought. Okay. So then I I went in, picked up some of his team, tried to help, made a lot of pickups, started setting lineups. That did not go over well with the league. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> like most people didn't notice. I don't know why. How you guys don't notice? It literally said my name. I did. Team. I didn't notice. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> notice at all. I noticed, but some people didn't notice. Now it all right? makes sense. You beat me in the first. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then people noticed, and then they were like, hey, you know, that's not cool. That's not cool. Um, okay, so I backed off. I came off his team. That's fine. That was week three I came off his team. Yeah. Week three, week four, and week five, Emilio, each of those weeks has started a player that was not active. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing he said he would do is, like, at least set his lineups because he said that's what he thinks an owner should do. I, I personally said that there was, I think, more that, that an owner should do. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to right here, we're going to have a little dynasty debate. Johnny – Versus Jake. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And technically, you guys can be in agreement. So I've already stated my position. You guys can agree with me, disagree with me, tell me I'm wrong, whatever. I want to hear real, honest feedback, good opinions, and why. What is the obligation, I guess, of an owner in our league? We don't play for money. You know, we're not gambling or anything like yeah. that. So this is, this is for fun. This is, yeah. I think there's got to be some, like, competitive spirit in there. I don't know. But we also don't want to be like too competitive. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm, I'm talking too much here. I want to hear what you guys think. What should we expect from one of our dynasty owners? And then um, I am also going to reference, I'm going to read off a couple of things at the, at the end right here of the debate that are in our constitution that mm -hmm. talk about like what, what, a, what an owner should do. So, but I, I do want to hear who wants to start, Jake, Johnny. Uh, I'll start. Uh, so on a technical aspect of it, I guess I say yes, I agree with Emilio. The technical aspect of the owner is at least the bare minimum of the owner is setting up your lineups. And although I think in theory, if you just set up your lineups, all your players are active, it still adds that competitiveness to it. It still doesn't give an easy win to anybody. Um, but um, other than that, I feel like, yeah, that's the bare minimum of, a, of an obligation for the owner. But at the end of the day, this league is based off of just playing for fun. We all like playing football. So it just, I mean, in my opinion, it, it depends on the interest of each owner. Um, for example, some are much more interested and much more in-depth in it as others. Um, and some people are more comfortable. Like, for example, uh, I did like that the fact that Emilio was actually contributing to the chat and was actually 
giving of his defense. That was amazing. Yeah, I was, I was I, so happy. That was that. I was like he's alive. First time, you're, <laughs> yeah. yeah. First time you've seen him. To, to me, that showed me that he actually does want to to be in it. He doesn't want to go anywhere other. I mean, if he did want to leave, he would have left, you know, a long time ago, or he he would have said something. But um, I do believe Emilio's intentions, and he he really does want to be in it. So I guess my overall ruling on it is at least setting up the lineups and you know all your players got to be active i mean they can't be you can't set your players that are either not playing the game or on uh who are injured they're out for the game or on bye weeks you know if you got at least more than two players that are either on bye injury or not playing at all and not scoring anything you got to do something either do free agency pickup do a trade or whatever. You you have to do something to put somebody in there. Even if it's like the the substitute that you're putting in is like getting you 0.5 points or a point. It's at least there's something there rather than zero points or it's just just says bye. Like um yeah, like especially for example, like a couple of days ago I was freaking out cuz I have Steven Hauschka and he's on bye and I was freaking out because I needed to get a kicker <laughs> and I got I I was Got a kicker and also a defensive tackle, but it only processed a defensive tackle, and so I was freaking out because I was Jake trying texted to, me. He's like, "Hey, when do, when do waivers process? I need to get a kicker." Yeah, I was freaking <laughs> out. I was like, "I need a kicker now," and it was Thursday. It was Thursday night, and then I looked at the kicker, and the kicker doesn't play until Sunday. So I was just like, "Oh, okay. I don't have to. I don't. I don't have to freak out as much." But, um, but yeah, I mean, that sort of, I guess, passion or competitiveness comes from each individual and so if you have that great then that makes the league uh that much more fun but yeah i guess my ruling is at least set your lineups that's that's mine i have to agree an extent with with uh jake at least set your lineup you know um you know we he made a compelling argument on his end during the chat which was nice to see uh but Yes, at least set your lineup, because we we don't we don't know what's going on in people's lives. Sure. We don't know what's going on personally in their lives. You know, they may be going through some stuff, or they may be you know working a lot, might forget something. You know, so we don't technically know exactly what's going on in their lives. But at least set your lineup. You know, <laughs> at, at least yeah. at least try. You know, pull your 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 free agent. I mean, I don't think he's picked up a free agent besides what you picked up for him. No. Uh, so at least you know. If you have players, you know, who are in bye weeks and you need a free agent, at least pick up someone who's going to pick up two points. At yeah, least, yeah, you yeah. know, address your lineup the best you can. Uh, it's it, Like I said previously, it's hard because we're 16 deep, you know, so it's hard to pick up those those running backs or receivers who's going to yeah. actually matter. But, you know, do something, you know. Show, show, show that you, as what we all try to do, who want to be at least competitive and, and not trade every pick to Gio or Jake, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yep. uh, you know, to uh, to uh, show that you you care about what you like to do. Obviously, like you know, Jake said, we pay for fun. You know, it's it's for fun. We're not betting. I have family who do this. You know, <laughs> we bet for money, uh, but you know, we we do this for fun. We do this yeah. bragging rights. You know, just to have yeah. fun with each other. Yeah, exactly. So, and we should keep that same spirit. Be fun. You know, but then show that you actually care. I think you guys both brought a good points. I, I I really appreciate what you said right there that we don't always know what's going on with somebody's life. And I think sometimes I need to remember that. 
um, I'm so I'm so used to like having it as part of my daily routine, like uh-huh. like during the week, like hey, like Wednesday I'll go set my lineups for all for all seven of my leagues, you know, like and, and set them up and get them. Set, okay, bam, it's done, you know, like and I don't have to think about it because I know I already did it. Um, but not everybody's got that time, or or you know is 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 that into it, you know, or something, or or follow stuff because I'll follow NFL stuff regular during the week, so I I, I know things like oh which offensive coordinator is doing this, you know how are different offenses, so I'm already looking for those type of players or something like that. Um, but I, I think that's a that's a good sobering reminder that I need to keep in mind that that other people have other stuff going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I will say that both of you guys said that setting an active lineup is important and it's key do you guys think that that in itself is the end-all be-all like if if an owner doesn't do anything else but he always sets his lineup does that is that enough i feel like i said i feel like in theory it should keep because the whole point is if, if an active owner is active it keeps the level of competitiveness competitiveness in the league so i think in theory if they always have an active lineup an active roster it should give that competitiveness, competitiveness, because like, uh, like Alan always says on they're the not chat, like giving away a win. Yeah, or something, like you know? Alan always says, on any given Sunday, anything could happen. Correct. So, so the reason I bring that up is because item number six. So this, as far as our laws, our, our rules in our in our SDL constitution, item number six addresses this. It says all owners must at all times field the best possible lineup. This includes making sure all starting positions are filled with active players. Now, since the conversation where Emilio came up on the chat, the next three weeks after that, he has not had a lineup filled with all active players. Every week, there's been at least one player who's out. Mm-hmm. And, and so one of them, I think I, I can give it to him because it was, the, the guy was questionable before the game and then they ruled him out. But mm-hmm. the other two were people who were ruled out like a day or two in advance. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and, and fielding a bet feeling a feeling an active lineup at all times means that you're eventually going to have to make a pickup or, or drop a guy mm-hmm. or something because mm-hmm. not everybody is always active, not injured or something like that. So I kind of, I, I like your feedback. Is there anything more you guys wanted to say about this? Like, well, please? you know, I thought of what Jake's a good example uh, in a sense of, I mean, to be completely honest, you tanked last year. Yes. You yeah. tanked last year, For but sure. you, but you picked up so many picks, but yet you're still active. Mm-hmm. You still, you know, you know, started the players that you needed to start, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, Ryan's trying to tank as well too. I mean, to be completely honest, uh, but but it's a- funny, a- Ryan's a- like tanking but winning. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but it's not working out. Yeah. <laughs> he whooped my butt, man. I was rejected the beating for like three after, points after <laughs> you got Philip Lindsay. He like traded away <laughs> Philip Lindsay <laughs> to you and then beat you. Insult to injury, man. Wow. But but I mean, uh, once you tank, okay, you know that's your personal decision. That I get it. For but sure. you know, be active. Like I say, Jake's a, a wonderful example of that where he tanked. He picked up all these picks, um, and and but he was still active. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he still set his lineup right, you know, to the to the way to where he, he at least will get two or three points by, you know. Do we encourage tanking? I think we shouldn't encourage tanking. But if one wants to do it, that's their personal choice. Like I said, we're playing for fun. We're not money. Yeah. So money. can I read you item number seven in our bylaws? Do it. So, by the way, have you read these, Johnny? No. Oh. <laughs> I, I've, I've shared this with everybody, and I feel like most people haven't read them. So number seven is tanking will not be permitted. This constitution has no issue with strategically losing games. However, each team must field a full starting lineup every game and may not purposely start players who are inactive for any reason. Failure to comply will enact the review of the commissioner as detailed in item number five. So if you tank because you're starting bad players, 
I can't make that decision because I think it's in each and every manager's purview to start who they want to start. Yeah. As long as that player is active, active and making plays. not injured, you know, not like you can start a second string running back all you want, but if he's inactive, then I have an issue with it. So if people want to strategically lose, that's, that's up to them. And I think it's funny that like, I think it goes in cycles because you're seeing like people like John and Jason who were losing for a couple years. Now they're like scary teams that I don't want to play. Now they're playing, they're, they're, they're like playoff teams. Like I feel like mine and Tony's teams are on the downswing. Yeah, like, Tony's we're still, like, is Tony is he undefeated yet? Or did Tony, he Tony's undefeated. He's undefeated. Yeah, I hate Tony. Tony's undefeated. <laughs> undefeated. Tony's undefeated, and he has the sixth, no, the fifth highest average scoring points. So that means there's a, there's what? Because Allen has lost a game. Mikey's lost. Mikey's a game. lost a game, and Jace and me and Jason are ahead of Tony as well. So Jason has two losses. Mikey has one. Allen has one. All four of those teams. All three of those teams, pardon me, who have losses and Tony's undefeated, have have scored more points than total Tony. and more points weekly than Tony. But he's winning. Like and he, so I and, can't he, see and he's my pick. If anything, if anything, honestly, he's my pick to to win it. Even though Ooh. I hate him because 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 of that because he's undefeated and he's kicking butt right now. But honestly, he is. And my Gurley's pick. not playing the way he was supposed to. Wait, dude, arthritis and knees, dude. That that is that was a big red flag to me when I heard that when he picked up when he was finally diagnosed with arthritis. Mm-hmm. Arthritis comes and goes. Yeah, dude. that's you don't, tough. You, oh, yeah. you know, you know, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, okay, let's hold that because we're actually going to talk about Tony a little bit in our in the little game we're going to play at the end. But f- wrapping this up. I guess I, I, I feel like I'm stuck as a commissioner in between a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. I want to have the best managers possible for the league, but I also want everybody to have fun. And I don't want to like be like a dictator that everybody thinks I am, you know, like I, I try and have, make sure everything has rules and regulations. That way we're all on the same page, but I want it to be fun, yeah. you know, and I, and I try and add things to make it fun and stuff. Yeah. So we've heard Jake's opinion. You guys have had to listen to mine way too long and you've listened to Johnny's opinion. Please uh, let us know on the chat. Like, speak up. What do you think is the obligation of a dynasty owner? Like, and if somebody's not living up to that op- like obligation, our, our bylaws have rules in there. Mm-hmm. But what do you think? Like, what do you think should be done? How long should we let that owner stay? Like, how much leeway do we give them? How many chances do we give them? And you know, when does that come into play? Just, I want to hear everybody's feedback. I know we, we've talked about a little bit, but I want clear feedback. And and last time we had like Chris, Jesus, Allen, they weighed in, but not everybody did, you know? So I want to hear some more opinions because, you know, down the line, maybe we're going to need a new owner, you know, and and unfortunately things happen. Like we've had to bring in like Chris Velez this year, who's been a great addition, Mm -hmm. but you know, things happen. So we'll see. Anywho. Uh, let's jump over to our next segment right here. So, Johnny, let's talk a little bit about uh, what you were talking about right now. You said Tony was your pick. So, with that in mind, let, let's actually do that. Let's see who our picks are. We're going to play a little game that we're going to call Contender or Pretender. We're going to go division by division, team by team. Uh, we're not going to spend too much time, but I want to hear Jake's thoughts, Johnny's thoughts, and then we'll, I'll share mine. Do we think this team is a Pretender or do we think they're a Contender? And if so, why? So let's start with Call Me Big Papa Division. That's Alan's division. Uh, gotta love it. And we'll start from the bottom up. Let's start with Two Weeb for me. That's Ryan Carlton 
Jared Goff, Robert Woods. Used to have Tariq Cohen, Sony Michelle, and Philip Lindsay. Traded them all away. Mm-hmm. Jake, is Ryan a contender or a pretender? I'm going to say he's a pretender. Just, uh, I mean, obviously, based off of the chats, Ryan's <laughs> trying to tank this season. Um, and then also the fact that, you know, uh, a lot of players are not, a lot of his players on his roster are not really uh, panning out the way he, uh, I guess, he thought it was, or maybe he just uh, didn't make uh, enough trades to kind of uh, fill in a little bit more depth that he had. He had a couple of, he has a couple of good players that, you know, kind of break out here and there. But not no uh, clear studs that are really uh, uh, coming out, and uh, you know his his whole team kind of just needs to be in that kind of rebuild phase, and he kind of want to kind of needs to start from scratch. So I think right now he's not a contender, and he's a pretender. Pretender. I gotta agree, but I do not agree with the clear stud. Don't fall asleep on Michael Gallup. Dude, he, I do like has, I like he Gallup. has Michael Gallup. He's only in the second Gallup's year. Michael not a clear stud though. But dude, don't fall he's asleep on him. He's up and okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. He's up and coming because coming out of Colorado State in the Mountain West, the Mountain West didn't have the best competition, so he has to adjust the NFL speed, NFL talent, you know. But dude, are you looking at his last three games besides the fact that he was injured for two? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he's been good. Oh man, he's he's at least average. At least I want to say about twelve points per game. At least average. He had twenty points last game, nineteen points the first week, and then ten points. The second week, so basically 10 points. So, I mean, don't fall asleep on him, especially since the coverage is rolling toward uh, Amari Cooper, Cooper yeah. and oh, Jason yeah, yeah. Wynn. Jason yeah. Wynn has done enough to be yeah. consistent in that offense. Just He's, he's still another weapon. And, yeah. and the whole offense looks better with Gallup because yeah. he's, like, we've seen when offenses are really good, that second receiver is also a threat. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not just, no offense to you, it's not just Randall Cobb or something. Like, it's, it's, it's Gallup and Gallup's well. I think... I maybe don't agree with the timing, but I kind of like what Ryan did. Ryan got rid of all the players on his team that I didn't like. I hated Sony Michelle. I didn't personally believe in Philip Lindsay, no matter how many times he proves me wrong. And, and Tariq Cohen's an up and down player, right? So for him to get rid of all those guys and pick up, Ryan now has three first round picks in twenty in twenty twenty one, not in twenty twenty. So he's thinking when Michael Gallup is turning into a stud, mm-hmm. when Jared Goff is like rolling into his prime because that'll put Jared Goff at 27 in 2021, you know? So, yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. when Ryan's team is going to, and then that gives him a chance to, to like get some running backs again this next year or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think Ryan has a bright future, but mm-hmm. right now I don't think anybody thinks that Ryan is a contender. Do you agree? Johnny? I agree. I mean, man, he has Daniel Jones and Sam Donald, man. So given, given them two, three more years, man, those guys. Exactly. Oof. Yeah. All right. So let's move up. The Storm Riders, the Chicali Storm Riders, Jesus Valenzuela. Johnny, contender or pretender? It's hard to say, man, because I just traded with him. <laughs> <laughs> and you want him to like you? <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I want to say pretender uh, because of what his lineup has. I mean, yeah, he has Tom Brady. But, man, I just I, – I, I told him before and I told him on the on the chat, dude, I love his roster for the potential that they're going to show. Same thing as Ryan. I admire DK Metcalf. I know you're not a big yeah, fan of him. Yeah, you have a poster him. of him on your wall. You're like, I love oh, you, dude, DK Metcalf. I, I love those could, pecs. Honestly, dude, I honestly <laughs> think he could be the next T.O. Oh. If he continues in, in – because in, T.O., like I said in the chat, wasn't as great as he was his first couple years in San Francisco. <laughs> 
you know, it wasn't until years later when he developed more speed, he developed better route running that he was better. Same thing with DK. DK, it can be a beast. He really can. He has the size. He has the speed. He has the ups, mm-hmm. you know. But then he also got to keep in mind that their offense is run through Russell Wilson, and and he loves uh, Lockett as one of his favorite mm-hmm. targets. And, and, and they run. Yeah. Yes, they run more than anybody else. The yeah. running backs are just off the chain. Besides Sean Penny being so far a bust, you know. But he's doing what he can for what he's given to him in his oppos- in in his uh, position. So, yeah. To me, I mean, Derek. I mean, dude. I mean, like I said, Sutton. Big fan of Sutton when he came out of college, dude. I loved him in uh, at Denver. I thought he would do good his first year, but he didn't. But then he's been progressing. So so, so far, you love his team, but pretender. Pretend. Ooh, Jake. Pretend. I I probably have to agree on pretender. Even though, um, at, at least from the beginning of the season, he's been proving me wrong on his uh record right now. I really didn't think he was gonna start off at this at this record yet, but um. I, I do agree with some of the points that Johnny was saying. I don't like his whole team entirely, but I do like, you know, certain certain players. Uh I I believe in Stefan Diggs. I believe I believe Stefan Diggs is, is good. Even though he's proving my prediction wrong, I thought this season was his, his, his peak and he was gonna outperform Thielen. It it looks like it's the other way around. Thielen's still, you know, outperforming Diggs. Um and I, I, I'm also a, a believer in Metcalf too. I, I believe he's, he's got the skill, he's got the athleticism, and he's such, he's, he's a strong, big dude. And uh, I believe he's, he's, he can, he can get to a stud level. Um, I mean, he's, he's a rookie right now, and he's yeah. already showing that he's, you know, he's got, he's got potential. So I do, I believe in the future. Um, but right now, yeah, right now in this season, he's a pretender in my opinion. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on that same bandwagon. I I think he has pieces, but there's there's a one or two things missing. If if Daryl Henderson hits late in the season and, and Gurley goes out or something like that, I think maybe we're looking at him like a fringe playoff team. But I don't think the Stormriders are there yet. Let's go up to the next one. Surprise of the season so far, the dented helmets. Jason Conti. I'm gonna start with this one. I'm calling it right here. Jason Conti, contender. You gotta agree. Yeah. I honestly, uh, I, I yeah. mean, yeah, he's three and two right now, but Austin Eckler has been the. I mean, honestly, if they would have stuck with Austin he's Eckler and the back. way and the way that they run their offense with Austin Eckler, it looks more more fluid. Yeah. You know, rather than Melvin Gordon going there being, he, it should be the other way around. Melvin Gordon it should really be should. two, as Eckler maybe should be the one. Yeah. You know, and Juju, I'm a big fan of Juju. Seriously. Big fan of Juju. Yeah. He he has boom or bust to me, in my opinion, especially, especially right now. What third screen like quarterback Ma- Devlin Hodges? And then Mason yeah. Rudolph getting knocked out like yeah. that. You know, yeah. so uh, it's, you know, it. I I I I want to say I want to say pretender, but honestly, looking at what he can do, especially with the players that he has, he could be a contender. Especially Devin. I mean, not Devin Watson. What's his name? Um, uh, Sean Watson. Sean Watson's a stud. I think Eckler's gonna keep getting. They're gonna keep using him. They have to. They have they really to. Right? Have to. The way their offense is ran right now, yep. it runs more fluid with Austin Eckler than it is with uh, Chris Boy. Carson. I was wrong, Jason. I don't like giving up a 2020 first for him, but ride Chris Carson to the playoffs. Like yes. Jason, yes. I think is making playoffs. Like he's underrated. His team is young and talented, but he also has some old vets that are, that are playing well, like Marquise Goodwin, Larry Fitzgerald. And his defense isn't bad. I think his defense is the next step for him to upgrade to really turn him into a good team. But I think Jason's got this season and and next season where where he's gonna be in the mix. 
Jake, do you agree? Yeah, I, w- I would have to agree with you know the the consensus is that uh, uh Jason Jason's team's looking pretty scary. I didn't expect this at all. Like you like you said, it's a complete you know uh, surprise to the whole league. But uh, yeah, I, his team looks really scary, and I think he is a contender. Nice. So Jason, our first contender. So now, um, all right, this one's gonna be a really big debate. We're gonna have. I, I think we're probably gonna all be split on this one. What do you guys think, Alan? Contender or pretender? I hate Alan. I, hate, I, <laughs> I say it all the time in the chat. I hate Alan. <laughs> I don't really mean it, Alan. Like, I love you as a person, but I hate your team so much because your team is so good, and I just want all of them to be all injured. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm right. Injured, <laughs> hey, it's working Seriously. right now, though. Devontae Adams, Tyrell Williams. Dude, Aaron Jones. Our Juju is working. Aaron, Aaron Jones, the last game. Bro, how many oh touchdowns did he get? God, dude. Oh, that wow. game was ridiculous. Yeah, Do you right. know how many trade offers I sent Alan for Aaron Jones in the offseason? So many. Oh so many. God. I think Mike Evans being boomer bust, and you have uh, uh, my thing is what Alan best pick he got last year was Preston Williams. Really? Preston Williams out of co- uh, a free agent pickup. Why did you call that as your best free agent? You pickup? know, I didn't even think about that. You know, honestly, <laughs> but I mean Preston Williams, what he can do. I mean, he was a top rated five star recruit coming out of high school, but then he, he had off the field issues, which bounced him down to. Uh, I wanted right? Colorado State. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he did well in Colorado State, given the fact that he had no one else, no good quarterback to throw to. But he still had the skill set to be a top receiver. Same thing happened to Randy Moss. All right, so let's go to the next division. Bella Chow, Bella Chow, Bella Chow, Chow, Chow. Come on, do you guys not know that song? No. Come uh, on, you guys need no. to learn about the Italian resistance during World War II. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's way over my head. <laughs> not that's, even that's close. The, the song of the partisans fighting against the Nazis? No? Okay. No, no, no. Anywho. <laughs> yeah, guys. Not even, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no. All right, let's start from the bottom right here. Ruben and the Red Razors. Contender? Pretender? Jake. I say pretender. Ooh. Hurts. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell, Julio Jones, Ezekiel Elliott. Sorry. I mean, yeah, he's got those clear studs, but everywhere else it's just it's lacking. They're not they're not doing anything for him. Um he's already 0-5 right now. Same record as me, but <laughs> I'm sorry. I just compared compared to all the other guys that are, in my opinion, that I consider contenders. He just he he's not going to be able to beat those kind of matchups. Johnny, I do like the Cal Allen pickup. I I I, didn't, I forgot he picked that up on 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 free agency for like a dollar. I do like him because I think their offense is set better for Cal Allen than it is Cam Newton, especially with North Turner right there, especially mm-hmm. with K- Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but. I want to say pretender, and I'm shocked to say that because Ruben has been a, a, a cut tender. Yeah, for so long. For mm-hmm. so long, and just it hasn't worked for him this year. He's got Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, Julio Jones, and still he's mm-hmm. faced the, 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 the bad end of the stick. I, I think Ruben right now is a pretender, but he's – I don't think he deserves to be 0-5. I, I, I think I think 0-5 is just like the game script and like how things have gone. Yeah. Um, he's probably the best 0-5 team I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? Uh, That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, right? no, seriously. All right, so let's move up. We've got Francisco Hill, who destroyed teams his first two weeks and since then has fallen a little bit back to earth at 2-3. and three. 
Do we think he's much more like the team that we've seen these past couple weeks? Or is he the team that we saw week one and two when he blew out his opponents, uh, GK and Ruben, and, and won his first two games? Johnny? I want to say he's a contender. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say All that right. because you look at, you look at Hot the, takes. the I like it. DJ Clark. Chark. Chark, whatever, same thing. DJ All right. All right. Look Chark. at the last do, do, game do, 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 he had. He's oh, becoming. Dude, I hate that guy so he's much. He's becoming Chark. Gardner's I hate him so much. favorite target so far. I dude. know. He's... He keeps taking away targets from Didi. <laughs> That's why I hate him so much. And then you got Lamar Jackson, who is going to be a beast. Give oh, him one more guy. year in developing yeah. a quarterback. Because out of Louisville, he wasn't as good of a quarterback as he should have been. He's more of a running quarterback. He still is, but he's fast and he's got a huge arm. Yeah, that's why. Give him one more year in learning how to be an actual quarterback. You know, I think he's going to do wonders. And you have Carry on the stud. Dude, I mean, honestly, yeah. don't forget the underdog in Diz, Diz, uh, Disley. Disley's not an underdog. Disley's what? The second or third best fantasy dude, tight end? Disley he's is amazing. amazing he's dude. Good. For someone like him who's basically in a run-first offense, it's, it's amazing. Free agent pickup added for $5. Back in May. Great pickup, Francisco. Yeah. Contender? You say contender, Jake. Do you agree? Uh, I would have to disagree. I think he's a pretender. I just, I mean, like I, like, like you said, yeah, he's got, he's got a couple of good guys. But, I mean, going against some of the other teams that I think have uh, better, better lineups that he has, it's just, it's just not there. He, he wins a couple games. It's good. But I just don't think he, it's the long haul that, that's. Uh, stopping him. And I think offensive depth is a little bit lacking. He's building something really good, though. This goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier. Like, Francisco, in such a short window, has turned this team into one where it's not clear, I, where I can't instantly say, oh, he's not in the playoffs. You know, he's, he's a bad team, you know, or something like I can't say that because mm-hmm. he's turning his team around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe if the Rojo pick had been a different player, we would be calling him a contender right now. But DJ Chark coming up... Uh, we, we, we see what his team has turned into with Lamar Jackson. Carry on's a stud. Malcolm Brown has been playing well, you know? And, and little by little, he's building up his defense. So I think, and he has his first round pick this next year. So I, I think Francisco's on the road, but I'm not going to call him a contender yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Next up, um, that's GK's team. Last year's uh, coach of the year, Giancarlo Mondragon. Francisco has actually scored a hundred more points on the season than GK has, but GK has just gotten good matchups and has happened to win three of his five games. So GK at three and two last year's coach of the year. Do we think GK is, I I think I had him ranked at number three Mm -hmm. in in the final rankings in the pre, in the, in the preseason, in the off season. Is GK that good? Is GK a contender or is he a pretender? Jake? Uh, I'm just going to have to say pretender just cause, uh, well, one for the aspect is that GK has said that he's, uh, I think he's on the mentality of tanking. Um, at least I think so from what he's, he's told me in the past, but, um, also I feel bad because his team got hit with the injury bug like crazy. And that's just, I think that's just, you know, that's just the name of the game, especially with, uh, big Ben taking a hit. Uh, going Keanu on iron and then yeah and then uh sterling shepherd hasn't been healthy all season yeah so Doxon. just uh, just a, 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 a lot a lot of his players a lot of the stud players are just injured and out for the season and you know it just kind of ha- 
sets him in like a, a like scrambling mode, trying to pick up uh, players where he can get and try to fill those fill those holes. And obviously, off of uh, waiver wires, it's it's hard to fill those kind of stud positions. And then I guess try to make uh, trades. He's making trades for the future as well, trying yeah. to get picks rather than um, actual you know veteran players or actual like stud players that are that are playing right now. Yeah. So I would say pretender. Yeah, I have to agree. He's a pretender. Honestly, just see his roster. I mean, Mariota being a big bust out of Oregon. I mean, Mariota was was projected to be a really good quarterback, and he has done Never nothing. Lived up to it, yep. Never done nothing. I mean, he's living. Uh, GK is living on the back of of uh, Christian, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. <laughs> and you have which which is not a bad back it's to live on. Like, it's not he'll, bad. He'll put up forty points a week. It's, it's not. not but bad. then you have Von Miller, who hasn't even got. I think he got one sack now. Finally, yeah. Finally, yeah. Then and then he's getting older, but you have. You have Lattimore, who's arguably the best cornerback in the league, but yet, I mean, fantasy-wise, he's not doing that great. Um, but it's, I think he's just a pretender. Nice. Mm-hmm. I, I think with GK, GK was very top-heavy. So as soon as some of those top players weren't performing, then we saw the lack of depth. Because yeah. I think going in, if those players are all healthy, if everybody's good, GK's a contender. Oh, yeah, for sure. But when you're starting Carlos Roger or Chester Rogers, pardon me, uh, DeAnthony Thomas, like, gr- granted, some of those are decisions he's making to start, you know? But still, like the depth isn't there mm-hmm. to, to for the for the backups. I'm gonna say GK is a pretender. I kind of want to call him a contender because honestly, like if I play him, he's probably gonna beat me. <laughs> <laughs> but McCaffrey's gonna put up 50 points. Oh, yeah. But I'm gonna say pretender. Next one, the Imperial Beach Purple Hearts, Gio Montenegro's team. I hate you. Yep. Simple as that. I hate you. <laughs> I, just I hate you. I don't hate you. <laughs> All right, you heard it here first, guys. Pretender. <laughs> No, no, I know you're you're far you're, from it. You're a contender because I mean, what? If, one thing that kills me though is Jameis Winston. You know, he has good weeks, he has bad weeks, but man, he should be have better weeks, especially with the coaching that he has and the weapons that he has, man. Hey, but week one and two, my five thousand yard prediction looked terrible. <laughs> Since then, not so bad. I think he, he's trying to show up in Bruce Arians. He's been he's been lighting it up. I mean, he throws three or four interceptions, but who cares if you throw for five hundred yards? That's true. Yeah. You have the you have the West Coast offense. I mean, you have the West Coast uh, uh, version of Julian Edelman when it comes to Cooper Cup. You know, Cooper Cup is oh one of the best God. pickups that you picked up Such in late piece. rounds. I want to say right or was second it? round. There you go. I reached for him. Everybody but thought I was, was crazy. A... The second round, I took uh, James Conner with the second overall pick in the second round, and Cooper Cup with the tenth pick in the second round and everybody was like what are you doing such a beast such a beast and you have warner too being uh, a wonderful wonder a wonderful uh linebacker from san francisco so it's, it's hard to even though i hate you you know but it's hard to say not that you're a, a contender yeah talents there um i mean yeah george kittle travis kelsey adam thielen deandre hopkins like the the talent Dude, th- nuke has been so bad this season too the crazy thing is like you got the talent, and I, I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and say I agree with Johnny, contender. But it's crazy how you have the talent there on the team right now, and yet next season you have so many first round picks. It's just ridiculous. Especially this draft being so, so deep. Oh man, yeah. So I, I, I think I'm a contender too. I, I think it's why I sold out. I don't think Thielen for a first was a good deal for me. I think I think I gave too much value away, giving away 2021st. But I think it was a move I felt like I needed to make because hey, my team's got a small window right now. I need I need to go right now. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't I, some of these guys. I don't know where they're gonna be in a year or two. Yeah. Um, 
the question I have for you is, I don't personally think that I'm as good as Mikey or Alan. Without spending too much time talking about me, because nobody wants to hear about me. Do you, do you guys agree? No, I think you're on the same level, uh, but I think Alan is better than you. But I think you're on the same level as them, because Alan, I mean, it's hard to... <laughs> Dude, he has... Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I I agree the same thing. I think you guys are kind of at the same level, but I would have to favor Allen just because a lot of his players have bigger boom potential. Yeah, yeah my, guy, my guys, your are, guys are good, like averages. Yeah, you guys have stuff. your guys have really good averages, but he has such a much more explosive. And players. Mikey's. We'll talk about it. I, I, okay, I, yeah, I, we're gonna I get to Mikey. About Mikey. So let's start with Mikey's division, the AFC East, all over again. The Santeezy Krispy Kremes. Johnny, what do you think? Contender or pretender? Oh, pretender. Oh. Pretender. I'm surprised you got rid of uh, uh, Drake. That was a good. You got rid of him, right? Yeah, I traded yeah, him to. Ex- because Drake hasn't done nothing. Exactly. I mean, that so offense. Everything. Although, although he's actually gotten a few points for Jake ever since I traded him. He, he scored like two points for me the two weeks I had him. Like seven or eight points yeah, for Jake since yeah. I got him. So I mean, That's moderate points. But yeah. the thing is, though, Jake is set up to be good. He's like the Padres, set up to good, be good in two or three more years. Yeah. You just got to hope that two or three years actually gets here. And depending Dolphins. on their picks. <laughs> exactly. But it also depends on your picks, yeah. too, because, I mean, yeah. boomer bust. I mean, Noah Font was projected to be better than, uh, than I think, honestly. Is, than You're Hawkinson. crazy. Hawkinson was. But Hawkinson had one good, good one good week. But have one you seen Hawkinson? No, no, like, I agree. I agree. He's going to be like, good. He's, he's playing be good. basically as a tackle for them. Yeah. Like, because yeah. they just need the help. Yeah. Plus, he's been concussed. But, but yes, uh, as but he has Nick Bosa. He has. Um, he has a a, a decent a defense. Yes, you do really do. You you're set up to be really really good, and I can't wait to see that. Jake, what do you think? So, contender, yeah. pretender. I I I I agree with with Johnny. Even though I don't want to say it, but yeah, I'm I'm a pretender. Um, I didn't like the first start out of the season. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, the first start of the season because before before the uh, preseason. I saw all my players and I thought I was I thought I was pretty legit. I thought all my players were, were really good. I legit. had I had a real good setup and and my roster seemed pretty set. Um just the whole injury with, with Nikhil Harry that screwed me and then a couple of different players just didn't pan out the way I thought it would pan out. Mm-hmm. Um the whole Antonio Brown thing and then Golden Tate being suspended for four games and uh so, yeah, uh, I have to agree with Johnny that I'm a pretender. Okay, so now I'm going to chime in here. Jake, 100% contender. <laughs> no, I'm, oh, I'm kidding. Oh, you are, oh you, you were you. <laughs> you Honestly, you were a contender until you dropped AB. You finally dropped him. You dropped him. I was like, oh, it ah, hurt. Everything. It hurt. Man, everything like the worst part telling, is he's everything so, kept telling me to drop him. He's so talented. But now now I'm hearing things that he's 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 trying, trying to, to come, reach make out. a comeback. Yeah. Trying to make a comeback. Well, he's so bipolar. Dude, oh, I know. There's got to be Dude, ever since the perfect hit, like yeah, he's been right. different. Like maybe he's a little crazy, he's a little kooky in yeah. head, got that CTE or something. Probably. Um, but honestly, yeah. Uh pretender. Um I think the AB thing hurt a lot. Um uh, I actually think my like LaShawn McCoy's been playing really good for, for yeah. John Wiley. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. so, so that trade, maybe, you know, something, but I, I think you've got some good young players, Valdez, Scantling, Westbrook, McLaurin, Fant. Um, they've all got good, good futures. Dak Prescott looks really good. 
So you if just if the running game is on, if the running game's not on, then he doesn't look that great. But but he's, he's also good. what third year quarterback, so yeah, like he's exactly. still he's still growing, you know, learning yeah. learning to adjust, learning to not just run or something like that. Yeah, I think Jake's got got a got a good pretty good future ahead of him. But right now, I'm gonna call him a pretender, and I'm gonna be upset with you for giving free wins to Mikey. Uh, <laughs> the next one. Oh snap! We got two of them in the house. Our thirty-one-year-old Jonathan Garcia. Just had to throw that out there. <laughs> the scrappy injured dogs. Yes. Had to change his name. Had to change his name after. Pretender. Contender. I am a pretender. Oh, what, even am... with Saquon and Tyreek. Only reason why is because of that. Because both of them are injured. Tyreek are projected, hopefully, to at least as of right now, to start this week but it's still iffy you know what i mean and garoppolo being up and down it's 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 hard to say you have hunter henry as well too being out uh for such a long time but then even then is he going to get the same amount of snaps as he did with his first year or second year even though he was handicapped by uh, antonio gates you know you you don't you don't know it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's up in the air the only bright spot i see as of right now so far is julian Edelman and then also marquise brown even though he's been inconsistent you know, but then Philip Lindsay has been decently consistent, except for one week so far this week. This, this the week year. you played Ryan, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Ryan. <laughs> so you're gonna say pretender? I'm gonna say pretender. Oh, does it hurt? Does it, it does. <laughs> it does, but I mean, I deserve it. So Jake, contender, pretender. Um, I probably would have to agree with Johnny that it is pretender, but um, I mean, I, I, it's kind of like kind of kind of a pull because I do kind of I do kind of believe in 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 his in his roster that he could possibly pull off a a playoff uh appearance at least maybe like one like one round in the playoff of, uh, appearance but um uh, you know I'm I'm kind of torn with it so I'm just I'm kind of hoping on the on the hopeful side of of Johnny's Johnny's team cuz I do like a, I do like his players and the players that he has have really big potential to you know, make uh big games and big points. Um, obviously the the injury to uh Saquon is hurts him really bad, but I'm hoping that, or at least I'm hearing that, uh Saquon is uh recovering uh faster, pretty faster. yeah, he's, he's freaking, pretty well. well. Dude's freaking well, Hercules. A high ankle sprain. He's normally out about like five to six weeks at yeah. least, maybe even more. You know, I had a ankle sprain and I still haven't recovered from it. Honestly, <laughs> no, yeah, because because that's oh, what yeah, it is. No, no, like, yeah, it, the the strain takes takes a long time, and then you you try to start going back on it, but it's not fully healed. And yeah, it's, so. It's so yeah, so I'm like, if Saquon comes back earlier than expected, um, I think you know he has a decent chance. So, I, but overall, I would have to say right now, pretender from what I'm seeing. Dang, I was listening to Jake. I was I was like, just go for it, Jake. Just go for it because I'm going for it. I'm calling it right here. Hunter Henry comes back week nine. The Chargers fix their offense by focusing ground and pound. Realize that drive Melvin Gordon into the ground, use Eckler the way he's supposed to be in the space game, and hit him up the seam with Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry becomes a starting running back, a starting tight end, pardon me, for, for Johnny Steve. Carlos Hyde, Phillip Lindsay keep doing what they're doing. Tyreek Hill gets healed. And we see Kansas City rectify their offensive troubles of these past week because they look like a different offense when Tyree kills because what he brings to the game. Jimmy G continues to be just medium. Edelman continues to be great. Kirk gets healthy, continues to be one of the top five, top ten most targeted receivers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And Kyler Murray gets better. Marquise Brown develops more chemistry. And uh, Lamar Jackson realizes that 
he can't win the game by himself because he's not that good. He's got to just throw it deep and give Marquise Brown a chance or two in the game. And Saquon comes back, is a god on the field. Hunter Renfro starts looking like what he's supposed to look like. And we're going to go super hot takey right here. Bryce Love comes off the pup, gets activated for the last four games. Washington gets a little burst, and Johnny makes it to the playoffs and wins one playoff game. I, wow. Yes. Contender. Wow. Yes. Wow. But I, I have to agree with the Bryce Love pick, man, because I watched him against Stanford, against San Diego State. Mm -hmm. uh, dude looked amazing. It, he was so agile, running hard. You know, it, 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 it sucks that he, he got hurt. You know, this last past year, he didn't go out. He didn't go into the draft should've last year. the draft, yeah, back in the Yeah, he should have. But, man, what he did against San Diego State and other teams, I mean, to even become a Heisman finalist, it was amazing. It's amazing. So, hopefully he continues that trend. He pushes Chris Thompson out, uh, even though he, I have him, too. You know, and a AP, AP is starting to, you know. He's not, old. Yeah, he's old. He's just, he's just a rundown uh, running back. So, I might regret this, but I'm sticking to my guns here. It, it, it's all on the backs of Saquon and Tyreek. Yeah, like we, yeah, we yeah. see with GK's team, like what one player can do. And I think Saquon and Tyreek are those type of players. Johnny, no matter how I ranked you in the off season, I believe in you. You're a contender in my book. And hashtag Case Keenum is still for trade. It... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to say anything. <laughs> All right, oh, so then God. we'll pull up to Mikey. Johnny, you said you had something to say. I'll let you start. Mikey, contender? I think we're pretty unanimous in that, but yeah. you have some talking points. Yes, I believe that. Because I think Mikey's the best team in the league. I believe. Best roster. I believe that Kenan Allen got exposed this past week. Ooh, he, hmm. he is known to be the man killer in a sense of man to man uh, uh, coverage. Defense, coverage. Mm -hmm. But what Chris Harris Jr. did to him, stopping him for maybe, what, 17, 20 yards. I forget how much yards he got last week. Mm -hmm. He got shut down. 18. Yeah, 18 <laughs> yards. It, it, was, it, was, it was low. I think he got exposed. Their offense got exposed from what the Denver Broncos did. They're going to have to adjust and try to find a new way to run their offense. But it's going to help the Hunter Henrys in a way. I mean, I mean, coming back. But I think... He is a pretender. I mean, tell me, contender. But Keelan Allen's production is going to go down because he got exposed. Ooh, wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I think Mark Andrews and Emmanuel Sanders are both fool's gold. I think Mark Andrews is good and talented, but he's not the same guy we saw in the first couple weeks. And I think Emmanuel Sanders, I don't know. I've just been – I keep thinking the, the falloff's going to happen with Emmanuel Sanders, and it keeps not happening. He keeps producing – but Sut Sutton, I think, is the guy you want to have there. And Denver's not going to throw enough. And Flacco's a bad quarterback. I think Mikey has some amazing players and then some other really good players. I still think he has the best roster in the league. But I also think of the top three, he has the most variance. Like, I think Allen will consistently be the best and I'll consistently be the second. But Mikey could either be first or third of the top three teams like maybe even fourth you know if i throw tony in there or something like that it just depends on the week especially with cleveland's offense yeah. being the way they are jake contender pretender i uh, say i mean i was about to say pretender no no <laughs> contender mikey no for sure contender 
um, like you said, I agree with you. Uh, the roster is solid. It looks solid, but he has the his players are the most. Uh, his team has the most variables. So I agree with you in the sense that his team can either go first or he can go third behind you and and you and uh you and Allen. But I also I think what is going to hinder him is like I said I think um OBJ is what's going to is what's going to be a, a factor that that hinders him. Cuz like I said I think OBJ is not really getting the uh uh catches or he's not really getting the targets that everybody initially thought from the beginning of the season. So I think OBJ is the one that gives him the uh downsides. I was to get him over Joe Joe Nixon too. Joe Mixon, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Cincinnati be, looks bad. Yeah, dude, they're in a bad yeah. offense, bad quarterback right now. I mean, it's Andy Dalton. I mean, it, it, it's not much to say. TCU quarterback who did well in college, but and, and Zach Taylor's in his first year. He's still learning, you yeah. know, how to be how to be a coach. All right, that takes us down for away from the AFC East all over again, down to the kissing cousin division. We'll start with Chris Velez, Captain Spicy Moves himself, Jake's ex. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's over. You told me it's over now. Um, (laughs) Chris, Chris Velez, I I feel like has embraced not competing this year. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to say pretender. I I don't think he, he's even pretending. I think he's, he's, (laughs) he's committed to not, to not competing this year. Are we in agreement there? Uh, We're in agreement, but Hey, you know, the biggest, I should have said this, the biggest pickup free agency was Chase Vinovich? Yeah, he go. He did so well. I'm just kidding, but I mean, not not the biggest pickup in free agency. Just throwing that out there. Not not at all. But he picked him up though. So that was smart. Yeah, good pickup. All right. So I think we're all in agreement. Jake Pretender. He's he's not really a, a competitor right now. Yeah. But one of the few teams who has picks in the 2020 draft. Yes. And he still has a good core on defense. Some some good players. Uh, David Johnson's still going to be there. Josh Gordon. Uh, we can look to the future with Andy Isabella. I think he's got got a future and a chance, but not necessarily right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. That brings us away from Chris to Arturo's team. Now, Arturo is an enigma. He's picked in the bottom, but then all of a sudden, now he made a bunch of trades. His team doesn't look like it did at the beginning of the year. Um, he lost a couple games in the beginning, but now he's made those trades. He's won a couple since then. Is Arturo a contender or a pretender? I say he's a pretender going mm-hmm. to be a contender. Uh, Sonny Michelle is a fantastic pickup. I loved him coming out of Sonny Michelle is terrible. No, I think he's <laughs> underrated. I think because the offense runs through uh, Tom Brady, and Tom Brady just dictates on where obviously where, where everything flows of, of, of the game. But Sony Michelle, like I said, I, I loved him coming out of Georgia. He's 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 slippery, if that's a term that people understand. Like he he's he's agile when it comes to running through the, the tackles. Yeah, it um, doesn't go down easy. Yeah. Uh, and 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 uh, he has wonderful hands. I think he's upgrade to James White if whenever they get rid of James White. Mm-hmm. But I think Sony Michelle is a fantastic pickup and Austin Austin Hooper Austin Hooper's. Had two last year had a fantastic year. This year he's starting off to have a really good year as well too, especially Matty Ryan is so hot and cold. So yeah, I think he's a pretender, going to be a contender. Jake, I would say he's a pretender trying to be a contender, which Ooh, I don't think nice. he's. I, 
in my opinion, his situation, I don't think he should be trying to contend. But from the different trades, I I don't I really don't think he should have made that trade for Sony Michelle with uh Ryan giving away uh I think it's first and a second for it uh for Cohen and Michelle Michelle, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he should have given away his picks. I really think he should have been, you know, trying to uh, gather as much picks as he can and try to uh, uh, bag as many good players off of the 2020 draft and try to shoot for the you know 2020 season 2020 or 2021 and try to you know let it sit and let it let it develop and help build so i pretender trying to be contender so i want like i'm so proud of arturo like my heart wants to be like so this is like the most activity we've seen from him in a couple years, yeah. and it's paying off. Like he's winning some games, and, and I think his team is gonna be competitive. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see it as like a Super Bowl contender, but I think they're gonna win more games than, than we definitely expected. Like, you know, we always say, "Oh, he got Arturo's pick. That's gonna be a high pick." I, I, I don't think I can say that right now. I think it's gonna be a middle pick, you know, because I think he's gonna win some games. I do agree with you what you said though, Jake. I would have made the move for a running back next year because Curtis Samuel, Miko Hardman, Deontay Johnson, Kiki Kuti, those are like the sophomore class of receivers that look to be on the up and up, like in a year or two. I, I know Deontay and Miko are, are rookies right now, yeah. but like what I'm saying is that, that they're in that development phase, but they've all shown flashes already where I think this could be one of the best wide receiver cores in the league in a year or two. You know, with Deontay as the number one, or pardon me, number two in Pittsburgh behind Juju, Mecole maybe taking over that Tyreek role, Curtis Samuel doing what he does. And Kiki Kuti is underrated because when he's on the field, Watson targets him. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think they could have a really good receiving core, and Arturo could be there in a year or two. Right now, he's going to win some games, and I think he's going to be competitive. I don't see him as a title contender just yet. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, with Gar- with Arturo done, let's get into one of our more interesting and exciting teams, Escondido's finest, John Wiley. My pick for Super Bowl uh, contender to be in the Super Bowl, first two weeks, did not look good. He was getting destroyed. Since then, has knocked off some of the big teams in the league. And one of them being Allen. He's, he's, he, he ended Allen's nine-game win streak. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have John here, but he's at three and two. Um, where is John? Is he a contender or a pretender? Johnny, I believe he's going to be a pretender. <gasps> Ooh, dun, dun, dun. All because he this has, gets spicy. I mean, what depth does he have when it comes to running back? He has Rashad Penny, who's been a bust so far. He has. Yeah, Shady McCoy, which he had one good game, I want to say. I don't know statistically. Uh, or fantasy, fantasy wise, he's, wise. Been, he's been startable. He's been startable. He has. Yeah. He's been he's been reliable. But I mean, is he going to make him? Is he going to have him go to the next step to being a, a contender? I, I I really don't think so. The only thing that he has for him is the fact that Rule Fuller has is a boomer bust. He's he's he could be great some games and he could be invisible other games. So. We'll see. We'll see. But I say as of right now, and because I want my another fourth round pick next year, <laughs> <laughs> he's a pretender. 
pretender from Johnny. Ooh. I'm going to step in right here because my like my love affair with John is clearly documented and I'm I have to disagree. I hear everything you're saying Johnny, but I have to disagree. John, I love his team. He he's built his team. DJ Moore, Chris Godwin and Kenny Galladay are the receiving core that I wish I had. Chris Godwin right now is the number one fantasy wide receiver. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore's not doing as great as he could without Cam, but he still shows, and he's still getting those short passes and turning it into production. Galladay's a monster. Hawkinson is going to be great. And, and Slayton has been a great rookie pickup. Freeman, McCoy, Penny, I don't think they're good running backs, but I think they're decent enough because his wide receiver core is going to carry him. And don't forget that... Allen Robinson's on his bench for the bye week this week, going to be coming back. And he has Kareem Hunt coming back from suspension. And and I think Kareem Hunt has shown in Kansas City what he can do. Now, he won't do that in Cleveland, but Mm -hmm. maybe is that what Cleveland's offense is missing? A second back that they can just keep pounding the ball to, somebody they can dump off the ball to? Like, I I think John actually has the depth and the talent, and then he has a couple players in there like Will Fuller. Or Aaron Rodgers, who can just take over a week. John, I love your team. Contender in my book. So, yeah, I'm going to be the uh, deciding factor or deciding vote on this. And I am going to go with, from my previous prediction, from the other podcast that we did with uh, Tony, and agree with Gio. Contender! John is a contender. I I like his team, and I I do. I see. I see. I see it all. All his players have the potential to carry him all the way to the playoffs. The only thing that concerns me is the running back core that he has. That's the only thing that concerns me. And like we've seen it in the chat, he's been looking for a running back <laughs> and, every week. And I was I would honestly I just thinking about this like a couple of days ago. I I was wondering where he was at when Ryan was giving was offering. Tony Michelle and Tariq Cohen. I was like, he should he should have been on that. It should have been a trade between John and Ryan. I agree. For Tariq and and uh, Sony Michelle rather than Arturo. If John did that trade, I would that would have been for me. I think that would have been a good trade w- between John and, and and Ryan. I agree. Whatever or even the, the trade that Ryan did with Johnny Philip Lindsay oh, for, for twenty one yeah. first because John didn't have twenty twenty draft capital so i can understand maybe mm-hmm. he didn't have something right but philip Lindsay, yeah philip Lindsay is for is, for a first you know i don't know would have been better than what he has right now with you know lee sean mccoy and and rashad penny not really panning out so that's the only concern that i have is the running back core but his wide receivers are just they're all beastly and they just <laughs> they, they have the, the potential to to just carry his entire team so i would say contender contender all right we got you johnny all right so let's take our final team in the league tony herrera we save the best most beautiful player in the league for last the moss eisley troopers jake contender pretender i did i would have to say contender because i don't know i just i hate you tony so much but five and oh yeah i don't i don't like that i want you to lose this week I, I want nobody to have uh, to be undefeated after this week, but uh, but yeah, I I say Tony is is a for sure contender. Johnny well, do you? I have to agree. I can say he's my pick. I hate him, but he's my pick to 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 win it all. This is what I want to hear. You think you think you, Tony's Super Bowl like you Victor. talk about uh uh John's roster having the receivers you wish you had. Uh huh. 
Michael Thomas. Uh, Michael Thomas. Sorry. Amazing. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Landry. You got uh, Jeffrey, who had uh, who they are number one on their respective teams, but yet they're boom or. Dude, you look at his roster. Uh, uh, you have Ingram as a running back who, who is doing ridiculous things right now in this offense, considering the fact that Lamar Odom, Lamar Odom, has <laughs> Lamar uh, Jackson, who who uh, who tends to run the ball a lot when he doesn't when he goes through his progression and he looks at his reads and not there he ends up running it. But I mean, he, and he was projected to have lower lower production, Mark Ingram. Right, he really yeah, was, he but he's been doing offense, really well, dude. And he, and I hate. Tony, because of his roster, but I love his roster as much as I like Jesus' roster. So you think you think Tony is a Super Bowl? You think he's going to win the Super Bowl? Or you think he's going to be in the Super Bowl? I believe he's going to win the Super Bowl. <gasps> I'm saying that ah, now. Dang. I'm saying it right now. It's going to be it's going to be Mikey and Tony. And oh, I'm calling Tony. I'd like to see as that the winner. Of I that. would like that. I like oh, that man. matchup. Nice. That'd be. That'd I be like that matchup. To- to- that's the the two teams who have gone once. And 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 lost. Yeah. So now they could go get to go again. Ooh. I would like that matchup. Calling okay. it Interestingly right enough, so those were both the teams that went up against me. So in fifteen, I beat Mikey in the Super Bowl. Sixteen, it was Austin's win. Seventeen, I beat Tony in the Super Bowl. And then eighteen was Allen's win. So it'd be the two teams who had gone previously against me, and now they get they get they that chance. They face each other. Yep. So I, I I guess I gotta throw this out there. I mean, Tony's team is undefeated, five and zero. Oh, has some of the best players in the league. So, I mean, clearly, I think that he's a pretender. Oh. Pretender. Fighting what? Words. And that's mm. not a slip of the tongue. Them is fighting words. Them is fighting words. Tony, Johnny hates you, but he loves your team and he thinks you're a contender. I love you, but I don't like your team. <laughs> so, I, too many other leagues that I have Kirk Cousins in, uh, he's garbage. He can't <laughs> carry a team when you need to. Michael Thomas is obviously a stalwart. He's a foundation piece. Mark Ingram's playing well. Yeah. Todd Gurley it is mm, he's so talented. Could be could be is is he really injured? Is it the offense? What's yeah. going on with Todd Gurley? I don't know, but he has a chance to be a to be a league winner. Uh, and the defense Tony has built is amazing. But Devontae Parker, Peyton Barber, you, you, you were saying Tyler Boyd, Jarvis Landry, Alshon Jeffrey, I don't like any of those guys. I don't think those are guys that I want to rely on. I think I want one of them, maybe two. And even then I, I want them like as my flex. <sighs> I don't know. Tony, I love you and you're undefeated. But I don't think you're a true contender. Tony has scored 1,000 points this season, 1,000.6 points. But he's only faced 764 points. Only 764 points have been scored against him. So uh, scored against me is 825, so that's not too too much. But scored against Allen is 943, and scored against Mikey is 950. So at least by a hundred, which is which is me, and then the other two guys is like 200. Yeah. The the top teams are getting more points scored against them, but they're also scoring more points. Mikey has scored 1,069 points. Allen has scored 1,117, and I've scored 1,136. So we're all at least a like me and Alan are a hundred points ahead, mm-hmm. and and Mikey's seventy points ahead, which is with quite a few points a week. That over five weeks, you know, yeah, that's like that's like a, twelve points a week, yeah, and, and that's enough to, to to win a game or not. So I mean, clearly Tony's a contender. He's gonna be in the playoff hunt, 
But I think if you look at somebody like John Wiley or Jason Conti, by the way, Jason Conti has scored 1,056 points. So more than Tony has on the season. Uh, I think if Tony has to face either one of those teams or one of the bigger teams, I don't think Tony wins that matchup. And unfortunately, I think Tony's a pretender this year. Ouch. Mm, yikes. Okay, so we're going to end it right there on that on that note. We've talked <laughs> way too long. Uh, That's true. Johnny's already gone through, what, like half a box of pizza? <laughs> Jake hasn't eaten any. He's like over here dying. But thank you guys for listening. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We love the league. We're having fun. Um, hit us up. Hit me up on the DM or in the chat if you have ideas for our next podcast. Um, the next one's going to be a few weeks down the line. We're probably going to go like week 10 or something when we do our uh, manager of the year predictions and our playoff predictions. Mm-hmm. So we can come back with that episode. But if you have something else you want to hear about, uh, another segment you guys like or want to talk about, tell us. And please, like we said, jump back on the chat. Tell us about, talk about the obligation of a dynasty owner. And do you agree with some of the contender pretender picks we made? Do you think Tony is going to be in the Super Bowl? Do you think Jesus is better than we think he is? Mm -hmm. Do you think maybe GK pulls it together at the end of the year? Or do you think John is not as good as Jake and I think he is? Who knows? Tell us your thoughts. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Seacoast Dynasty League podcast. For Johnny and Jake, I'm Julia, your host. See you guys later. Peace